Engineering Natty State Studio, the sports media palace of Mid-America, the Wolf of Center Street. Here's your host, John Neighbors. And welcome into the John Neighbors Show here live from Natty State Sports Studios. Appreciate everybody listening in and watching in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. Of course, I am your host, John Neighbors, and thank you for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon as we're having a great show. It's actually going to be our last show of the week, folks. I know I hate to break it to you, but we got a party to get to tomorrow. Our launch party is going to be happening. So our studio is going to be turned upside down, but not with a frown. It's going to be a good time and a happy time. And uh, expect to have a lot of great content coming from that, too. And hopefully nobody gets arrested. No promises, though. But we'll keep you updated on that. But today we have a lot of things that we're going to dive into. Is actually a lot of things that happened in Razorback land. Not only a, a big deal for Hunter Yurichek, the athletic director for Arkansas, but a few picks for the Razorback baseball team. As well as some uh, sordid other news stories going on in the sports sphere for Arkansas. But I did want to start with something that didn't really, uh, it's not like it has an immediate impact on Razorback sports within itself, but I think it's always very unique and very interesting anytime that the University of Arkansas Razorback athletic program, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, softball, track, does not matter the sport. Whenever you're able to get the number one recruit in your state at your sport, to go to the University of Arkansas, it's always a very big deal. And that's kind of what happened yesterday, where Arkansas was able to land uh, Karius Kern. I hope I'm saying his name right, but at least it looks good and it sounds good, as he is an offensive lineman slash defensive lineman. He plays both ways, but he's from Marion. And he is a guy that had just a few offers to places like Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, Florida, Tennessee. If you ever heard of those schools, they're pretty good. Uh, had a lot of offers to those places. He's 6'4", 300 pounds, but he chose Arkansas. Now, this is for the 2025 class. So, still have to go through this whole season, and who's to know what will really be different by the time this is all said and done when it all comes around. But either way, he's the number one player out of the state of Arkansas for the 2025 class. Now, people make this a really big deal, and rightfully so. I mean, let's be honest, especially in the football side of things, the state of Arkansas isn't exactly just producing high-level five-star talent right and left that's able to field an entire team here inside this state. Sometimes the years come and they go. Some years you have a lot of talent. I always think back to that 2008 Razorback football class, Bobby Petrino's first official class where you had guys like Jarius Wright, Joe Adams, Greg Childs, Chris Gregg, Tyler Wilson, just to name a few, all from the state of Arkansas, and we saw the type of impact that they had, but they were also highly recruited players coming out of the state. But the thing is, is that's more of the exception to the rule. Most of the time, you're lucky to have three, maybe four, four stars in this state. And every, every, every so often may be able to get lucky enough to have a high four star or even a five star if it comes to that. But we know that each and every year it's different. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not. And in a lot of cases, Arkansas has all the means to compete for a national championship in each and every sport, basketball, baseball, everything. They have whatever they need and however much it takes to be able to win a national championship in those sports. But yet the football side of things is always one that people hesitate to ever say they have what all they need. Why is that? Because, at least in my opinion, it's always about lack of in-state talent. You go to the state of Louisiana And you only have to leave the Baton Rouge city limits to be able to field a team that's national championship worthy at a high school. You go to the state of Mississippi, even though they have two different major schools there with Ole Miss and Mississippi State, still a lot of talent coming out of that state. Same thing with Bama and Georgia and Florida 
and Texas, just to name a few. Arkansas is not one of those states. Even though you only have one Power 5 school in said state, and you should be able to have most of the kids funnel through that system instead of going to some other school or some other rival in your state, you would think that would help a lot. And sometimes it does. But in a lot of cases, it's just you're hoping and praying that the crop coming out of high school is going to be good enough to field a really good team. Maybe not in the freshman year, but in the sophomore and junior year, as time goes on, and somebody like Carius Kern committing to Arkansas is a huge step in the right direction. you got to get all that you can. And we know that with Arkansas, there's a certain pride that comes about it too. Now, let's be honest, all you Razorback fans, you're going to love your kids, your guys, your players, no matter who they are, no matter where they're from, as long as they're winning, as long as they're successful, as long as they're giving you something to be excited about. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of some of the, a lot of the greatest players that Arkansas has had uh, in football and basketball and even baseball didn't even come from the state of Arkansas. You think about in baseball especially, a guy like Kevin Copps, ever heard of him? Not from the state of Arkansas. Andrew Benatendi, ever heard of him? Not from the state of Arkansas. Heston Kerstad, ever heard of him? Not from the state of Arkansas. But yet, you always mixed in a few kids from Arkansas, and it always just meant a lot whenever you were able to have those hometown kids be able to be a Razorback and to be able to carry the torch. And then on the other side of it, you do have guys like the Corliss Williamsons of the world, the Darren McFaddens of the world, the Bobby Portises of the world, where all they wanted to do was just play for Arkansas. Big-time players coming out of high school could have gone anywhere in the country that they wanted to go, but they chose to play for their home state. They still rep their home state. And even though Corliss and McFadden are back, I would bet dollars to donuts that once Bobby Portis is done with his NBA career, he's probably going to be moving back to Arkansas. You have those guys too. But that's what's so important about it, is being able to have, when you do these next-level, great-type players, to be able to have them not only in your backyard, but have them come to the university because it just means a little bit more. Again, not saying anything bad against the players that aren't from the state. When you are from the state and you are really good and you're on a good team and you are able to provide a lot of excitement and success with said team, you're always going to have a lot more people remembering you and being a part of what it is and being able to come back to. Now, I don't know if Karius Karn is going to be that guy. I mean, he's an offensive slash defensive lineman. Who knows? Maybe if he comes to Arkansas and ends up being a two-time All-American and whether which side of the line doesn't really matter. Honestly, they could use both. Probably more offensive line right now. But if he comes in and has a great career and a lot of success and is able to lead Arkansas and be a part of Arkansas's team that has a lot of success on the field, which actually equates to wins, then he'll definitely be remembered for a lot of great things. But it is important, more so than any other state, in my opinion, to bring in kids from Arkansas to be Razorbacks. Because not only are you going to not have a lot of those players, but you know that there's always going to be special connections with the fans and with the players, and especially via NIL. Nobody, nobody wants to hear that, but let's just be honest about it. If you have a kid from, say, we'll throw out a city, Stuttgart, I don't know, but say he's really good, and then he decides to be a Razorback, baseball, basketball, football, doesn't matter, and he's good. Guess what? That hometown of Stuttgart, you don't believe that those businesses are going to want to open up their checkbooks and be able to get that kid as much in NIL as possible because he represents? Or maybe a guy like a kid from Jacksonville, like a Devo Davis. A kid from Moralton, like a Joseph Pinion. Wherever they're from. These small towns, these communities want to be able to provide and help out with those players too, so it just goes a long way. So I applaud Sam Pittman and being able to get a commitment from a big-time player no matter who it is, but especially getting the number one player in the state, and especially in football, because say what you want about the other sports – Football is really the only one that's been, really been tough going over the past couple of seasons. I know basketball is not very good right now, but over the past few seasons, football has been the tough go. 
So kudos to Sam Pittman and getting a big-time player out of the state. It's going to mean a lot more to fans. And also, I'm sure there'll be no expectations put on him whatsoever and thinking that he's going to be a starter immediately. And if he doesn't perform as a freshman, people are going to wonder what happened to him and why he sucks. You know, that's just the way it goes. That's the way it is. But either way, great recruiting news for the Razorback football team. They're not getting much else great news, but I guess no news is good news in most cases for Razorback football. But we'll talk about that as well as some other things as the show goes on. But, of course, i got to bring in the guys themselves. Joining me today is Scotty Borderland and Curtis Wilkerson of United States Sports. What's going on, fellas? Happy hey. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday feels a little bit like a Friday. You're right. Yes. We're excited about the uh, about the launch party. And that is good news for the Arkansas football team. I mean, it was uh, not too many days ago that we were sitting here talking about them losing uh, an important piece to the 2024 class. So, uh, you know, a way to get back on the positive side of the news is get the best player in the state for 2025. So that's good. I, I think you uh, I think you kind of nailed it on the head with a lot of that. With basketball, yeah, like you want to get the you know the best players in the state. That that matters. It's important, but it's not as important. There's only 13 scholarships on a roster uh, with the transfer portal. Like you can flip a basketball roster with one or two guys, right? Football, there's just so many, man, and it, it's tough in a place like Arkansas um, where you really need that pipeline and that foundation to build your classes around. So getting a guy like that is important. I like that he's a guy from East Arkansas. Uh, shout out to where I'm from. So. Uh, but that's a it's a big deal. Hopefully they can keep them around. I, I think it's probably a, a pretty good start for them. And, and I mean, looking at their class, they got five commitments in 2025. They're number 19 in the country right now. So, you know, off to a pretty good start for the uh, the following year. Pretty big get, huh? Yeah. Literally. Literally. Pretty big. <laughs> yeah, get. Large I, man. I saw I saw literally. one of the head figuratively. Yeah, I saw one of the headlines said massive. Massive get. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like massive. I, lo- I always love that with recruiting. Like I'm not I'm not a recruiting person whatsoever yeah so i always love to sit back and just you know every every commitment's a big get just like every one of them and you know a lot of these i would you know say a lot of these guys don't end up panning out but you know when they commit when they commit there's always a lot of excitement and there's no bigger get than the last commit that's true (laughs) and i i think honestly you know for for Pittman right now a couple things one, like you've kind of been getting worked over in your own state by Eli Drinkwitz. So Ugh, uh, you need to get off to a, to a good start, you know, within the, the borders of your own state, put up the fence, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then, you know, for somebody on, on the opposite side of the state, uh, a lot of those kids wind up going to Ole Miss, you know, yeah. and you got Kiffin lurking around over there. So this is a it's a big one to get and, and a big one to get early. So, again, like. You know what we've seen with uh, commitments and even people, guys who sign, like it, it doesn't mean anything until you get them on campus, really. But it's a it's a good start, and that puts you in the driver's seat. So you gotta gotta keep them on board, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this kid really, I think he won some favor with fans right away. You know, in these you know commitment stories, what I'm looking for in a college, I don't I don't really don't care about the money. What I look for is family and how the coaches treat their players. So he's like, I'm not coming to Arkansas for the money. <laughs> I'm just coming to. Because he loves the hogs. Wear the hog across his chest. Yeah. You know? That's a good way to get some money, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like it's almost reverse psychology being able to do that. But, I, I mean, no, but there's I think there's – it's funny that if you take that comment and drop it like three years ago and if some recruit said that, you know, it's not about the money. It's like, no, it's it's so different in, in nowadays. But but it's true. It's like there's there are players out there that, you know, are just looking for that and looking for whatever place that they can go to get money and get great nil deals which is fine i mean it, again it's just the way it is and it's part of the pitch and it's part of the process now but i also think that somebody like this particular kid and this particular player it's just nice to where it's 
not only um, a player from Arkansas, but also just a position of need where, hey, if it's offensive line, defensive line, whatever it is, he can really help out too. But in football, it just means a lot more. I know you brought it up in basketball. I think about all the great players that have come from the state of Arkansas in basketball. And even the guys that like, like a Moses Moody, which I know he didn't play his final year in Arkansas, but he's an Arkansas kid. Mm-hmm. You know, Nick Smith. I mean, these are guys that are playing in the NBA right now. Uh, you know, think about Bobby Portis. Think about Daniel Gafford. Uh, which we'll talk about some of the pro hog moves that happened in the NBA yeah, today. Man. A lot of a lot yeah. of those moves happening, but uh, all these all these kids from the state of Arkansas that play basketball, and there's just and you know even dating back to Corliss Williamson, and, and you know how great he was, and a guy like um, you know Isaiah Joe, Jalen Williams. I mean, the list goes on and on. And then when you get to the football side of things, <laughs> even if you take the same span, it's crazy to me because. In football, you have so many more players, which you would think would provide more opportunities and a higher chance, percentage-wise, to be able to put guys in the pros. And right now, it's what? Dre Greenlaw and Brandon Allen, who both are actually going to be playing for a Super Bowl this Sunday yeah, uh, from the state <laughs> of Arkansas. That. Actually, both from Fayetteville, Arkansas, mm-hmm. if you can believe that. And then, I, you know, I mean, that's like, as far as the ones off the top of your head, maybe, maybe I'm missing one, but that is... To me, that just really showcases how different it is in football and in basketball where you could just reel off pro players right now. And, you know, again, only 12, 13 players can play and everything. But in football, it, it has not been a whole lot from the state of Arkansas that at least currently are in the NFL or at least on a roster in the NFL. It's just not that many. It's yeah. wild. Yeah, that is that is kind of crazy when you when you put it in that perspective. And I. Yeah, I see a comment already from from Nick. He says Arkansas has lost a lot of basketball players from Arkansas in the same sentence in the past decade, and they have. And and it's just it just doesn't matter as much in that sport. It, it really doesn't. Um, and I do think you know from a from just a talent perspective, uh, it's weird to kind of see what the shift has been. You know, from sport to sport, like basketball, it's just it, it's not even like a per capita thing either. Like it's just producing more high end talent just in numbers than football is in the state. Yeah. It, it's it's wild to me. Um, and it, it's also been interesting to see the difference in, you know, what's coming out of central Arkansas versus northwest Arkansas. It's uh, it's kind of fascinating to follow. But, yeah, I mean, I think getting a kid like this is huge. You're right about get him in the trenches, too. Like, <laughs> it's just it's just been so tough for Arkansas, especially on the, across the defensive line, it feels like, lately. No uh, they had to really rely heavily on the transfer portal, man, to get yeah. those guys in. So an in-state kid, 300 pounds, can play him on the defensive line. Like, Seems pretty good. Yeah. Seems uh, pretty good. By sign the, me up. By the way, I don't, I don't want to get everybody in the comments all fired up because I didn't mention all the other ones. But just, just to let everybody know, Hunter Henry, too, is in the NFL. He's, a, he's, a, he's got a kid from Arkansas. He's in the NFL. He is in the NFL. Don't forget about Sosa Geem. You know, he, he's from Arkansas. He's in the NFL, too. He's still with the Broncos? Uh, I think he's with the Colts. At least that's what the latest really? I have. Okay. Uh, according to the ArkansasRazorbacks.com. Ah. Trust me, they're on top of this. They're going yeah. to make sure that they uh, have that left. Uh, Jason Peters is not from Arkansas, but it still made me laugh that he's still in the NFL because I keep forgetting about yeah, him. That's wild. Um, but uh, was was Jonathan Marshall from Arkansas? No, he's from Texas. Texas, Texas okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but that's okay so that's pretty much it he too. is arkansas though he's Sam all Pittman arkansas say. i talked i talked to uh i did a, a feature story on john jonathan marshall one time and he asked him about his hometown i can't remember what the name of it was um but i was like if you could like describe your hometown how, like what how would you maybe characterize it and he said um for senior pranks all the seniors drove lawnmowers to school 
He's one of those towns. <laughs> Man. It's my kind of place. Watch out. <laughs> he's, they the get biggest, crazy. he's the biggest dude I've ever seen wear cowboy boots. Like, he is a... Yeah, he's from Shepherd, dude, Texas. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's what, what it is. So, well, yeah. I, he, think, I think the thing wild. that people should be most excited about is Karius Kern. Um, to me, I'll, I've done... I've, said this for a while like if he passes the uncle Vern name test like you imagine Vern Lundquist saying his name on CBS and it's, oh yeah just imagine it Karius Kern imagine him saying that he's gonna be yeah good. that plays he's yeah. gonna be good that plays. Now, what a play by Karius Kern <laughs> yeah it, it, it yeah it could it could happen man like I, I like the name and again it's the fact he's an Arkansas kid is cool too and you know like that that's just the deal it's just so rare you know, like they're it just almost when I go back and think about like a Darren McFadden, like he's one of the few in-state kids that were was highly regarded that lived up to that level. Mm-hmm. Ryan Mal might as well have been an in-state kid. And he was an Arkansas guy. He's in Texarkana. I know on the Texas side, yeah. but like he's at least be one, one third. Yeah, yeah at least <laughs> at least he's in there somewhere. Yeah. But like you could even consider him an Arkansas kid. But as far as like the other players. Uh, I know Jason or uh, Sean Andrews was highly recruited, and, and I think he lived up to that. Yeah, shout out Camden. Yeah, Camden. Yeah, uh, and he was great. But then you think about, and I'm not hating on these kids. Trust me, just I'm saying maybe to the expectation that people expect him. But you know, Mitch Mustaine, obviously, uh, Darius Winston. I mean, he's a five star player. He played. I mean, he played, but he wasn't that next level five star player. Um, you know, just to, just to think, even Sosa Game, which he's a really good player. I just think maybe he was in a bad. He was in a bad. Was it the end of the Bielema and the Chad Morris era is when he was playing? So may not be really fair to judge him off of that. But still, it, it's really tough to not only be a high-level in-state kid in Arkansas, but then to live up the expectation that comes along with it. Because even in basketball, I think most of the kids in basketball have lived up to it, at least here in recent history. Think about Malik Monk. You think about Archie uh, Goodwin. You think about uh, you know Moses Moody. You think about Nick Smith Jr. You think about um, you know guys that uh, Bobby Portis. Uh, you know, and where, where he was at, I, I know Gafford was a four, four yeah, star, but Gafford, yeah. I know he, I didn't know like how, like if, if it was to was, the same echelon. Yeah. But. I mean, he's a, he was a top 50, top 40, top 50 guy for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, still, you, so you got a lot of players that were, you know, highly regarded and that they're still playing and still making success and everything. But did we it, say, did we say Traylon Burks? Did we go through that whole thing man. and not say Traylon? Traylon Who? Burks. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. Him. Yeah. I probably should have mentioned him too. Pretty good. He's pretty, he's pretty good. It wasn't bad. <laughs> And I think that, and though in the NFL he hasn't, it's been his health more than anything. Yeah. But I think there's no question he lived up to the expectation in college. Like, oh, absolutely, I mean, man. He was literally yeah, awesome. I think he's going to be a menace in the NFL before it's all said and done. I hope yeah, so. Dude, if he man. stays healthy, he's for got sure. the body he's... type that, that can hold up for a long time, even though he's kind of been, <laughs> I say that, he's kind of been snake bitten with injuries, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the ideal body type to go into the league with or have oh, yeah. in the league. Well, we always talk about those generational type players in the state of Arkansas that are athletes and just game change. Like Traylon Burks, without question, to me was the one since Darren McFadden to where he's on the field. And I'm not saying every single team, but almost every single team, he was the best player on the field. No, no, no question about it. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, if you went up against Alabama, there may have been a couple that were pretty he good. He still was 2021 but, when he played man, down there. Put on a show. Yeah. yeah. Like, still, the great, all the great plays that he had, the play that he caught that pass from the out-of-bounds against Bama on the road and then just left him. Left him, which yeah. that blew me away because I knew he was fast. But to see him when he's beating out Alabama secondary and, like, separating from him was quite the thing. Like, I couldn't almost wrapped my head around I was like man okay I knew you were fast but 
where was that? Like, I didn't see that yeah. type of gear. Uh, but it's like, you know, him, McFadden, I'd even say Matt Jones, just because Matt yeah. Jones may not have been the, you know, the All-American and the, you know, he was still drafted in the first round as a completely different position than he played in college. That's worth something. But just as long as he was out on the field because of the athleticism that he had. Yeah. Like, he was electric. Yeah. Everybody knew who he was. Yeah. Like, you, you, even if you could plan, like, no one could plan for him. Mm-hmm. No one knew how to handle him. And that's really what it is and why, you know, you had a lot of great players, but those in-state kids like the McFadden and the and Traylon Burks and all those guys, is you know that they're getting the ball. You know they're going to him. And you can game plan all week long, but if when you go up and you still can't stop them, that's when you know you're just... That's why I still, like, looking back on McFadden highlights, it's almost like I didn't really... I mean, I appreciated it, but, like, just thinking about the greatness that you saw where Arkansas, love Casey Dick and Mitch Mustang and all that, but, <laughs> you know, Adrian Peterson had Jason White, you know, Heisman yeah. Trophy one. Reggie Bush had Matt Leiner, you know, like, but everyone's going in, it's like, okay, we're not even going to respect the pass, just target number five, and you still couldn't do anything. Didn't matter. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something that's really always special too and you can say the same thing in basketball as well it's like mm-hmm. uh you know throwing if you wanted a you know a bobby portis it's like people i mean there's other players too besides bobby but everyone knew bobby was the guy mm-hmm. and he still he still went out and got i think it was what he averaged 18 and 9 something like that his final year at arkansas uh, or even a mason jones i know he's not like because he was he technically in state mason jones or was there some connection to arkansas maybe maybe i'm thinking of somebody else it's hard to I keep up with a- it Texas. He's a Texas. Yeah. He was a, he was a Texas kid, but then he was at Link before Link was oh what okay. was you know is what it is now. Okay. Then wasn't he like he was about to go to UCA or something? Yeah. And then, that's what I think that's what it was. Yeah. And then Mike was like, Nah, come here yeah. and say, Hey, listen, <laughs> and say what you want. I'll, I'm going to give credit where credit is. Say what you want about Mike Anderson, but Mike Anderson always found these random like players that maybe nobody really wanted. He did do that. And yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Always, but then like they like because even a Michael Qualls. Like, I know he didn't get drafted, which I still think if he hadn't gotten hurt in that Thunder camp or whatever, he may have gotten drafted maybe in the second round. But he was a player who was just kind of like a three-star whatever, and then he was one of the best players in the SEC his final year. And then Mason Jones, he only got one year of them, but we all know what he was capable of, and it was kind of like, where'd this guy come from? Yeah. Um, but the point is is that these are the players where it's just, you know you're watching something special as if every single game you know as a fan, my guy's going to go out there and he's going to per- perform and compete and get his and the other team knows the exact same thing, and they still can't stop them. That's what makes it so special and so yes. much fun. But basketball, I mean, you could do a list on and on about that. Uh, certain players, well, may not have just been overly dominant, but just like, you know, uh, like a J.D. Note. That's he, what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I, you know, he may not have had the highest shooting percentage, but Dad Gummit, he, he was going to get his yeah. 18 points or 20 points One or whatever or it was. Another. Yeah. Yeah. But those are the players that I'm hoping. You know, I know it's not maybe not a Traylon Burks type of player because those kind of come once in a, every 10 years, it seems like. But just somebody like that in football that just changes the game where no matter what, game, yeah. mm-hmm. they're out there. Uh, it happens. Because yeah, I'd even go as far as to say, maybe maybe I'm looking too much into it, but like Trey Flowers, his final year, like that guy was, he changed a lot of stuff. Like he changed everything mm-hmm. and, and how you plan for him and how you, and you knew he was going to get after you. And they had a triple team him. Sometimes it didn't even work. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of players, and I hope Arkansas gets back to that because it's so much more fun just having at least one, at least one player like, yeah, please, yeah, <laughs> that guy. So why do you enjoy watching like on offense and then on defense? That would be, yeah, nice. yeah. yeah, you know, I, I take two, yeah. two players, you know, something Luke, like that. Luke has coming soon. Hey, 
Hey. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm all for Lucas. Yeah. I, like, like, if him and Ty Washington could just be like the Hunter just, Henry, Jeremy Sprinkle. Yeah. I was oh, just about man. to say that. Yeah. Yeah. DJ Ty, Williams, Chris Gregg. I like Ty size. Washington. Like, Lucas is going to be a dude for a long time, especially after he leaves Arkansas. The Ty Washington, like, leaves and, like, goes pro. But I did think, you know, last season when uh, when Brock Bowers got hurt, I was like, oh, my gosh, this kid's going to be a Georgia lock in the, I know, in the man. portal. Um, but Ty Washington is really intriguing to me because he, he played super well when he finally got his shot. He went from, like, being fifth or sixth on the freaking depth chart to, you know, putting up solid numbers. And he's kind of an old soul. Um, I remember when he was a freshman going through his first fall camp, Trey Knox had him over at his house. Like Ty Washington stayed at Trey Knox's house the whole camp just to kind of soak up, you know, kind of anything that Trey Knox had. Um, he came into the interview room last preseason and it just, he talks, he, he just carries himself like he's 10 years older than he actually is. Kind of an old soul. So I hope it works out for him. He's, I think he's really gifted, really gifted. Who was the, because uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, because it was the Liberty Bowl, I guess, with uh, against Kansas where Ty Washington, they were kind of low on players. Randomly, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it just randomly it was really good. And yeah. Yeah. I remember, like, I will say I'm not very proud of many of my tweets, but I was proud of my tweet that day because I said Jefferson to Washington in the Liberty Bowl for a touchdown. Well God done. bless America. Well done. <laughs> That's not the most patriotic thing you could ever have with uh, yeah, that. But it, but still, yeah, I'm thinking I'm really hoping that like offensively for Arkansas, which it sounds bad. It's not like I'm dismissing the defensive side of the ball for football, but and I feel like I did this last year. Like, you know, it's like I dismissed the oh, well, the offense is going to be fine. Let's worry about the defense. And then now this year, I'm like, ah, the defense will be fine. Let's worry about the offense. It's like, yeah. no, I did, maybe I need to just worry about it all. I think but, Landon Jackson's going to be fun to watch yeah. this year. Ooh, yeah. I really yeah. do. Like, he is a he's a monster. I can't believe he came back. I'm being honest. Yeah, I Wasn't he getting, like, first-round projections or second-round projections? For some places, yeah. Like that for I can believe it because he's he's not my neighbor, but we leave, we live fairly close to each other, and the dude's got it. Listen, he's living in a nice place, and he's got, like, a, it's not a golf simulator, but he's got, like, the net and stuff set up in his backyard. That dude lives out in the backyard Love just working on, working on his short game. Hey. He's out there all the time, so <laughs> hanging out with his dog. I'll go, like, on runs in the neighborhood. You see him out there all the time. Like, he's very happy here. Yeah. So he's, he's doing all right. Well, it's funny. I got I remember talking to people who were at LSU, media members at LSU, when he transferred, and, you know, because he was part of that transfer class. It was like, dude, you got him. You got Drew Sanders. You got – uh, Nudie, Dwight McLaughlin, yeah. you got Labrini, you got, I mean, all these big time, Hazelwood, yeah. all these big time players. And I remember I was talking to some guys at the down at LSU and they're like, oh yeah, you can have him. He ain't anything. He's, you know, he's whatever. He's like, yeah, it's more of a, it's more of a project. You know, mm. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'll, I mean, we'll take him like here in Arkansas, but of course at LSU, it probably is true. They're like, ah, you know, you're, you're only you're only grading out the sixth round, my man, in the NFL. Well, here at LSU, yeah. our D linemen are always going to be first through away third for next season if he's a sixth round projection. Yeah, right. yeah. It's like man, it's like at Arkansas, everybody will take him immediately. So, yeah, I, I'm excited about Landon Jackson. I'm excited about you know seeing the development of some of the, the you know the secondary players too that I felt like came around a little bit. The linebacker situation is a little dicey because it scares you, me. You lost pretty yeah. much yeah. all of them, and you're having to replace all of them. But, um, you know, it's – I do like I some of those know. young guys. Though. Like Brad Spence, I think, is going to be yeah. really good. Yeah, you know, I like But him. it's just – I think Braxton's going to be – Jalen Braxton. Yes. Yeah, Braxton's excited about him. Man, I wish McAdoo was able to 
play it. I know, man. I know. It's like I know that there's still a crazy thing to doing it, but yeah, I was like, I thought he was, you know, he seemed primed to really be great for Arkansas. But all the wide receivers are back for Arkansas too. So it's like, that's the thing. Is like, are you? Can you be? Should you be excited when you're bringing back guys from a four and eight team? You know what I'm saying? Like that. I know. Like it's like certain ones, and I'm not saying anything. It's like the wide receiver, but it's like we just talked about like Luke has and Ty Washington. We're excited about guys from last year's team. Granted, they got hurt, but guys from last year's team. All the wide receivers, guys from last year's team, Landon Jackson, last year's team. It's like I'm excited about because I want. I'm, I'm assuming, and maybe this is where it's coming in. I'm assuming that they are developing and getting better. That's what we are assuming, and you know, I mean, other than, the only position group that you could say maybe the excitement or maybe not you're interested, like the offensive line is. So we met all the offensive line at rights. Like they're really great guys, and it seems like you know it could take some steps in the right direction, which could. Lord, hopefully they get along. Yeah, they, yes. <laughs> yeah. They at least won't have any uh, problems uh, hating each other. You wouldn't think, but yeah, we'll just figure out in the spring maybe if they get any, if they get stuff to them. You know. Yeah. 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 Something. Yeah, like they that. were very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, are yeah. you too nice? I was kind of hoping one of them be like really rude to me or something. You yeah. know, blow me off, tell just me walk, shut up, just walk by stuff me, me in a locker, like, yeah. like this to yeah. me, just like for no reason. No, they're all very kind. But see, but that's <laughs> the thing is, like, I think back, like, remember how like kind, like Sebastian Tretola was really kind. You know, like Frank Ragnall was really kind. You know, so it's like I guess you can get away with having some some offensive line yeah. really kind. I don't think Dan Skipper seemed nice, but he also seemed a little true. It's like, also yeah, it's, it can be a very much like a flip the switch on and off, like whether you're in action or not. I mean, Anthony Black was that way. Yeah, He's the nicest kid you ever talked oh to, and you gosh. put him on the court, and everybody hated him. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, even Kamani Johnson was a little bit like that too. Ooh, where he yeah. was the nicest sure. guy ever, but yeah. he got on the court and like. He was just like, I'm going to find a way to get you mad at me. Yeah. Like, I'm going, I, I almost wonder if he did studies. Maybe if we ever get him in studio, like, ask him, like, did you study and maybe be like, okay, that player, if I get a chance to go in, I've looked at his film or I looked at his bio, on, on, I looked at his Twitter, something. It's like, I'm, I know what's something that makes him mad, so I'm going to mention it or I'm going to, like, whatever it was. It just seemed like he automatically did, took no time of getting people oh, mad. Yeah. But well, he was um, doing it, uh, he was doing it at the NCAA tournament. You remember that before he the before, before the, the Kansas yeah. game? Yeah, for Kansas game. Yep. Yeah, he was just hanging out by the ball rack at midcourt, and Kansas is going through their stretches and their, uh, I guess it was like their strength and conditioning coach or whoever was kind of he was chirping a little bit, just trying to get his guys fired up. And yeah, Kamani was right there, and he was he was the only one. You know, the rest of the team is warming up or whatever, and Kamani's Kamani. just jawing at those guys, getting them going. That, God, I miss Kamani. I miss that. Yeah, I yeah. miss I miss that. They need it because uh, he just knew his role. That's yeah. he, he didn't. He mm-hmm. wasn't. He wasn't sitting there being like, "Coach, I, I need my my buckets. I need yeah. thirty minutes a game." He's just like, "No, he was I just know in, my he was, role." He's just in there to grab offensive rebounds and throw his weight around. Yeah, like, that's, Golly, football, that's football needs. They Talk need some guys like that. Though, like they need yeah. the guys like, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey and Mahomes, like kicking the the kicker's helmet and his stuff out of the way. Yeah, you know, when he's mm-hmm. on their side of the field, like, yeah, you need a little bit of that. Yeah, so. yeah. Because I was trying to think of even like who like recently in Razorback football, who's kind of been like that? Like, who's kind of had that type mm, of... Snacks will definitely talk to yeah. you. Yeah. Snacks will, will definitely you. talk to you. Yeah. yeah. I feel like cornerbacks, just in general, would always be the ones. That. They have to. They yeah. have to have a screw loose. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's one of the toughest positions on the field, dude. Yeah. But, I'm, I don't, but I don't think of, like, anyone, like, even when they were at Arkansas that would do something like that. I mean, like, I like Mallet was very... Mm. You know, as a, for a quarterback especially, he was very over the top and how he, you know, would talk some trash and everything. But uh, you don't, I don't really know if you need that from your quarterback. That's not the guy you need to be like, hey, I need my quarterback to be that way. Not saying it's bad, but yeah, getting a D lineman that gets nasty 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, a little... Ridgeway -ish. Yeah, a little Ridgeway-ish. Yeah, 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 he yeah, might that's be a one. Good one. Yeah. That's oh, a good sure. one. Yeah, yeah he was Ridgeway. definitely rough around the edges. <laughs> I think Cam Ball could... Cam Ball talked to you a little bit, too. Yeah. Like, I think I think he could be pretty solid. Yeah. God, yeah. I think Ridge Was it Ridgeway in the NFL or in college that he picked... Like, he suplexed a player and got penalized. I think it was in the NFL when he was with the Cowboys. I think he literally just, like, picked up a player and... I Suplex. believe that wouldn't shock me. He's got a wrestling background, so just natural. Yeah. He looked like a wrestler, or just in, in general. He was so fun. didn't he? Did, is he was he the one that got like his appendix taken out or something? Yeah, like, yeah. right before the season. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, what a guy. Just, yeah, <laughs> and he was kind of like the last minute fine because remember that was the year they only had like three, literally three defensive linemen, so they had to play three, four defense because yeah. I think it was Jamal Ashley. I think was the D line coach, and that mm -hmm. dude, like, he got fired I, that year because he could not yes. recruit. Because <laughs> they, they had, if it wasn't for John Ridgeway, nothing against, uh, was it Trey Williams and Markel Utsi, the two transfers yeah, from the Missouri. Missouri guys. Utsi was kind of out there. Yeah, he, yeah, he was. He was, I guess, he was, I remember he was the first player I saw wear zero. I guess him and, uh, yeah. AJ, AJ, AJ Green, Green on that team? Yeah, yeah, AJ Green wore zero a lot. Yeah. Um, Ridgeway had a bearded dragon when he was in college, too. He's just, he's just, he did? Yes, he did. <laughs> That's yes. again, the least surprising. He thing. did. Love when he that. was at Illinois State, he took it to, uh, media day, got photos taken with it. Oh he's gosh. just a character man oh yeah hmm. it's one of my favorite feature stories i've written in the last three or four years that's Wade. awesome yeah yeah he was because he was from illinois right went to mm -hmm. like west it wasn't western illinois but it was some yeah, it was small illinois illinois school State. Mm -hmm. yeah that's right man and sometimes you just find those diamonds in the rough man sometimes you find it with uh with those players i remember mm -hmm. the first time we talked we talked to him i think it was uh camp ahead of his his uh his first year only year here i guess um, somebody asked him, was like, tell us about your recruiting process and how you ended up with Arkansas. And he was like, well, my options were Arkansas, the Green Bay Packers, and the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I remember I that. And I was Attaboy like, you know Arkansas. what? I like this yeah. guy already. Yeah. He him was saying a, that. Yeah, he I think he went up. on SEC Network at some point and I think one of the guys asked him, he was like, hey, what, what, what was the, what's the restaurant to go to? Like, if we come to Fayetteville or whatever, he's like, where are you going? Where are you going? Well, take us to eat. Take us to get food. He goes, Man, there's not there's a nice McDonald's down over yeah. here. I can get you a happy meal. It was like he had a sense of humor too, but it was like he's just kind of a simple good old boy, man. Yeah, just, just hanging simple. out. Just hanging out. Um, let's see, from some of your comments that are coming in. Um, yeah, because Neely even said, uh, don't forget about TJ Metcalf during returning DB. Mm -hmm. Neely Metcalf relation, maybe? Mm. Think so. <laughs> but yeah, we uh yeah, we're pretty excited about uh, Metcalf uh, being back there too. And uh, Leslie, I think some people already answered, Leslie. Can somebody please enlighten me who our first opponent is in baseball? It is James Madison. We've been it talking is. a lot about prominent political figures of the past already on this show. So That's right. That's right. Uh, Kingsley, if it weren't for the pandemic, that men's basketball team wins the SEC and makes a tournament. Stop it. <laughs> we do this like once a show. You know? I know. I know. It's like Muscle it's was so adamant about it, though, man. Like, I don't know. James yeah. Madison was 31 and 25 last season, 15 and 13 in their own conference. Scotty does knows that ball. does that matter for a couple weeks? No. Uh-uh. Not at really? all. Not at all. Also, I love this one that comes from uh Black Neighbors. If you were sentenced to life in prison and had to have a cellmate, would you rather have a rabid Alabama football fan or a rabid Kentucky basketball fan as your cellmate? Probably Alabama football. Just because, at least with Alabama football, they've won a lot of titles like recently and you can kind of okay i get it man like hey, you guys want it by kentucky though that's it i mean they won a title what was it 2012 with anthony davis and it's then been a minute it's been far that, too long yeah. yeah yeah and then before that was in 98 but it's like 
I don't know. Bama, I feel like, is a little bit more realistic to deal with I think than I a Kentucky. Kentucky. It's, really? I could talk basketball. and well, <laughs> Devin Booker's like my favorite NBA player. So yeah, I could talk could just... basketball. I might go. I, I sense a little less smugness from Alabama football yeah. fans than I do. I don't know. There's just kind of a nose in the air thing for me with Kentucky. So mm-hmm. I might I might go Bama. Yeah. Now, are you in there with uh, Roll Tide Willie or? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about uh, oh, Harvey Updike? No, it's uh, <laughs> the guy from Instagram. Don't yeah. give a piss about nothing but the yeah. time. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would, I'd share a cell with Real Tide Willie for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you would, would you do it with Harvey Updike? I think he's dead, but if he was still alive and still in prison, because he was in prison for a I while. I bet that man's got some stories. Yeah, why not? You do that, Har- Harvey Updike, man. It's like one one of my favorite things. It's like really the only thing I really loved about the the Fine Bomb show is when he called in. And it was just <laughs> I poisoned those trees. <laughs> it's like. You know, that's illegal, right? You think I care? <laughs> well, really don't. Roll Tide. Just hung up the phone. I was like, man, that's no, sums it up in a nutshell right there. Speaking of, I guess uh, Auburn put it to Bama last night in basketball. Yes, it was they close. Did. I, like, I remember we we went over to a uh, local establishment, Lucky Luke's, and like we were watching the game and we sit down. It's like tied at like 40 something. I think it was like 41. And then we look and I look up again. And right before halftime, it's like it's like 58 to 41. I was like, what the crap? What happened? Yeah. So. And you know what was awesome about it is they had Charles Barkley on for a good yeah. like twenty minutes, and he was he dude he was just giving it to Bama. He was like, "Those guys are too little, you know. <laughs> they don't they don't got enough size inside." He's he was really he would like make it a point to be like, "Oh, like I think Nate Oates is doing a wonderful job. They have some nice guards." But he was his He's Auburn being, colors were showing, man. I oh, respect yeah. Alabama's program. That's a that's a it's a it's a nice school, but Grant Nelson too little, too yeah. little. Yeah, <laughs> Janai Brum's the biggest man in the building. Yeah, well, and that's speaking of that, it's also funny in the SEC. Think about like two of the most iconic figures in basketball: Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley went to LSU and Auburn, respectively. That's yeah, like and all that. Because does it uh, Ernie Johnson? Is he a Georgia guy? I think he went to Georgia too. Because I remember, yes, he did. Because that he was, yeah. it was Georgia SEC title game. And I remember. So it's like those three, three of the four guys there on a NBA on TNT <laughs> went to an SEC schools that are just so random. But naturally, I always think about that with other schools that have just those random players that are really good from the SEC that aren't basketball schools traditionally mm. that ended up having success. Like you think, uh, kid, the guy that actually came from Georgia is in the NBA right now. It's really good. Um, it's there for one year. Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Edwards. Yeah, thank you, Anthony. Yeah. He Edwards. is very good. He's very good. Abortion yeah. like, Anthony. Like, just it's, there at Georgia. That's yeah. Michael uh, Jordan's son, according to the internet. You ever seen the side by side? Young Michael Jordan with a young Anthony Edwards. It's a big time conspiracy. Google theory, is man. it there? Pull, yeah. You should put it up on the on, on stream. Maybe the last segment. Just like y'all see this? Yeah. Oh yeah. We need to let the people know. Yeah, there I have is. To a, look that up. I never really paid attention to it, but maybe there is some yeah, something to be his, said. That's his kid. Maybe there's something for it. Going to Georgia though is kind of weird. Um, but yeah, I don't know. How did Tom Cream get him there? I don't know. He got him and that other kid that Bat was really bag. good. Uh, or was that the coach that was before Tom Cream? Mark was it Mark White? No, no not Mark White. Mark, uh, you know who I'm talking about though. He's yeah, like kind of balding, him. yeah, slick oh back my hair. Gosh, dude. Yeah, why did I think it was? It's not Mark Richards, but it's like something. I want to keep. I almost want to keep saying Mark Rick. But I was like, that's not the, that's the coach, that's a football <laughs> coach of him. But you know what I'm talking about? Like he he's still on the got the guy with the three names uh, that was there who was like a first round pick that was really good yeah geez louise man yeah, i know i know we're really diving in deep to georgia basketball yeah we're getting in the weeds here, here. yeah but, but uh i remember he was he was not bad but either way there's yeah there's always mark a fox mark thank fox you. yes there it is you. there's a mark in there somewhere mark fox yeah they were like they 
just again, he random players. Like why why can't Arkansas have that one player that just is like goes to the NBA and is like iconic and legendary and amazing? Like even though maybe one day, yeah, maybe one day. Joe Johnson for a while, wasn't it? I mean, he's he's without question the best that Arkansas's had. Man, what thirty years, forty yeah. years, probably since. Uh, I mean, because, yeah, if we're ranking the all-time greats from that went to Arkansas from the NBA, Joe Johnson's up there. Sidney Moncrief, I know, definitely Sydney's is up definitely there. definitely up there. Yeah. And Corliss won six man of the year. That was pretty good. Uh, P-Bev's yeah, been in there for a minute still. Yeah, so yeah, at least longevity-wise. He, he has been in there. Get on, is he on the move now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's got a, a new teammate with the Bucks. How about two, that? Two Arkansas kids. How about that, man? Yeah. yeah, that's that's uh, and that'll this be fun. Is, and this is second stint at the Bucks too. Wasn't he at the Bucks before? Man, or no, he's, he's been, at the Timberwolves. That's what I'm thinking. He was he's, definitely with the, with he the Wolves the, for a minute. He's been all over the place though. I want to know how Which, many teams he has left. I'm not kidding because there's what 30 teams in the NBA. Yeah, I, I would be hard. He's got to get been a double digits now. He's been oh, with both LA sure. teams. Yeah, Bulls. He's been with the 76ers. He's been with the T Wolves. He's been with the Bucks now. I know he's been with. The uh, Rockets. I mean, that's just that's seven off the top of my head. Houston, Clippers, Minnesota, Philly, Lakers, Chicago. That's it. Milwaukee. That's that's it. Only seven. seven. Oh man, I thought he's a lot more than that. Only, he's also only seven. He's also yeah, been a guy who uh, he gets traded and then he never played. Like he doesn't play for that team. He gets traded. Mm. He gets released. He gets picked right. up by somebody else or whatever. Because didn't didn't, yeah. didn't that happen with him in the Jazz? Maybe. Sounds right. Or yeah, the, it was like he went yeah, to the jazz, the jazz, and then he went to the Clippers right after, or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. He's that guy. Mm-hmm. But him going to the Bucks is—he's on a contender at least, or a real good team. Well, they need some—they uh, need a little something, and I guess it makes sense with Doc, since they've got the uh, the relationship there. But they've been stinking it up, man. Have they won a game since Doc yep. Rivers took uh, over? One. They're one and four. One and four. Yeah. And he was named the East coach of the all-star game or whatever. Which is also really strange. Man, that's no. the stuff that pisses me off about the NBA. I'm like, that see, makes zero sense. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? It's like, hey, the coach just got hired. Hey, how would you like to be the Eastern Conference uh, NBA <laughs> all-star coach? Oh, okay, because you've, you've established yourself. I'm sure there's yeah. nobody more deserving than you. Yeah, that's over there the, uh, in the Eastern Conference. Get the so. young man from Boston in there. Yeah, somebody doing, yeah, like that. Which, don't get me started on I'm the Boston I'm just excited that situation. these Arkansas guys, it looks like they're going to be on playoff teams. And so we yeah. can just like track them. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. So because Gafford, Gafford's down. at the Mavericks. Yeah. Which is just that's awesome. Freaking that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's I don't a think great Arcan- spot for him. Because I was thinking about, I don't think Arkansas's had a player on the Mavericks, like Arkansas, legitimately. I think Arkansas's had a guy on every NBA team. I don't know who it is with uh, with Dallas though, other than Dan. I mean, there may mm-hmm. have been, but as far as a player of like that actually played, I don't like. I don't know, maybe Joe Johnson, because he was getting really to launch a bunch of random teams at the end, too. But Yeah, maybe so. Um, yeah, I don't remember who, who would be the one uh, that was there. Uh, did Council move somewhere? Is he? I know he played for the 76ers. had a great game. He's not. He's, he's still he's, there. He's still there at 76ers. Yeah, okay. he's still there, and he might stay there, which I think is the big thing for him. Man. Because um, that was crazy. Yeah, what was it, 30 points? Uh, 
We had 17 points in 10 or, minutes. Oh, okay. 17 points in 10 minutes. Where did he get the 30 um, from? I don't know. This point Which is nuts. And he went 8 of 8 from the free throw line, and he gave a shout-out to Muss. I did see that, man. Yeah. It was really I cool. I meant to pull that video, too. I <laughs> yeah. forgot to do it. Yeah, because he's talking about what he learned at Arkansas while yeah. he was at Arkansas was that. Love that. So that was pretty cool. Nobody loves uh, high FTA guys like Eric Musselman. <laughs> so. I mean, you know, like Muss, how... <laughs> Muss has not had much to be happy about recently, but you had to. You, you, you think he probably cracked a pretty big smile when he heard that. Yeah. He's got to feel good about that. Mm -hmm. Your, his eyes probably welled up when mm -hmm. he was listening to that. Matter of fact, yeah. I might throw him that softball in the press conference tomorrow, and just you know, he needs he, he needs some, some he good needs some vibes. pick me ups. Yeah, yeah, he needs some needs some pick me ups there too. So, um, but yeah, no, that's great. That uh, is, are those the only Razorbacks that was Bebev and Daniel Gafford? I think the only ones that were on the move. As those ones I, I, know, I saw. Yeah. yeah. So, but both of them, I think, are going to better situations, and uh, I'm excited to see. Uh, I see Daniel Gafford in Dallas. I think they'll be really cool. Luca throwing Daniel Gafford some lobs. I can't, yeah. yeah, he That's, just Dan just like doubled the size of that team. Yeah, he did. Like, because yeah. their big man's like Derek Lively, mm -hmm. and he's you know he's as tall as the building, and you know as thin as I am, you know. So, yeah, and who? Cool, yeah, that's, that's great. That's a that was a nice move for them. I, I just I just really hope that Daniel Gafford is not as on not being highlighted so much on posterizations. Yeah. Because I feel like, not saying he's the one that gets posterized the most in the NBA, but I do feel like two, three times a season, he's the victim of a posterization. Yeah. A pretty nasty one, too. It's true. I give him credit I, for trying. I was going to say, I appreciate him uh, challenging at the rim. Yeah, you know. but yeah. maybe... Uh, <laughs> If you're gonna challenge, get something out of it. Like yeah. get the ball out, you know, hurt, like throw them away. Block like, it or yeah, foul the crap out. Was of it them. last so season good. that Kevin Durant dropped him at the free throw line? Mm -hmm. Yes. I feel like yeah. that was yeah. Yep. But I, I mean, you gotta. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's that's nice. In fairness, tool. though, like it's not hard to drop Dan. Like Dan Gafford drops himself. Yeah. I've never seen somebody fall down as much as Daniel Gafford did in college. It was unreal. Yeah, he did. Well, I don't know. I feel like Caleb People griped falls about a lot. that a lot. Like he was always on the floor, and then it always looked like he was tired. Like running when you're six eleven and two forty is easy. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I that understand dude glided that. down the court. <laughs> I've never seen a guy that tall glide down the court like Daniel Gafford. Mm -hmm. I thought it was so weird. I remember He's seeing him play first time runner. in Arkansas. But I'm like, mm -hmm. dude, this guy's hustling, looking like a point guard. Like he's just. I mean, never yeah. wanted him to dribble up the court, but like he'd get down the court quick, fast, and in a hurry. Man. So yeah, those are those are some good times there too. Oh yeah, there's some good times. But uh, we got a lot more to talk about, folks, because we do have some big news to talk about. Hunter Urechek, apparently, <laughs> something there that we need to mention, but still kind of funny either way. Uh, but we'll talk about that here in just a second, folks. Got to tell you about our folks over at Alumni Hall. We know Razorback baseball season is here. I mean, you're talking about just what a couple weeks? No, not even that. How about that? It is literally a week from tomorrow. Razorback baseball season is going to be starting up. And with that, you need some new gear. You need to look good. Have the official Razorback baseball hat. Or how about the brand new jerseys that Razorbacks uh, have been able to release? Well, not officially, but Alumni Hall has the exclusive. If you go over there to Alumni Hall, you'll see they have pinstripe Razorback baseball jerseys. And they didn't make them themselves. It's because the Razorbacks are going to be wearing them this year. So go online at nattystatesports.com slash alumni hall. That's nattystatesports.com slash alumni hall. Be sure to check them out, and you can see all the great things that they have to offer when it comes to all things Razorback in the apparel. And I promise you that if you go on there and you can't find something you like, that's a you problem because they got it all. And when you go to NattyStateSports.com slash Alumni Hall, you'll be able to see it. And not only being with men's, women's, kids, even pets, but you can also have it shipped to your door wherever you live across the world and be ready for Razorback baseball season. Again, go to Alumni Hall 
here in Fayetteville, 3417 North College Avenue, or shop them online at nattystatesports.com slash alumni hall. We'll take a break and come back with some more of the John Neighbors Show here live from United States Sports Studio. so stay with us. Well, Fayetteville is 1,843 miles away, but the call of the Hawks can be heard all the way to San Francisco. Let's take my dick in the mashed potato. Go Hawks. Powered by Arkansas for Arkansas. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. The John Neighbors Show is live from the Natty State Sports Studios. Welcome back into the John Neighbors Show here live from Natty State Sports Studios. I am your host, John Neighbors. Appreciate everybody listening in and watching in as we're getting you ready for the weekend, technically. I know that today's technically Thursday, but uh, we're not going to have a show on Friday. But I also wanted to use this time to let everybody know that we have some exciting news uh, that next Tuesday, next Tuesday, February 13th, I guess, the day before Valentine's Day, uh, we are going to be broadcasting live from Flyway Brewery in Fayetteville. It's right there off of Zion, and if you have not been there, uh, we'll get to make sure we get you more details as far as the location goes. It's really easy to find, but I know uh, we're all excited about that because we're Curtis big Flyway people. Yeah, like we're, <laughs> man, like I, I'm, I'm excited to do live shows no matter what, but Flyway is a great place to watch games and to hang out, and uh, we're going to be not only doing the, a live show there, but we'll have some future things that we'll be doing with Flyway. So, yeah, dude, I'm I'm pumped about very that. Excited. Yeah. The food is great. The beer is better. Like, yeah. the screens are huge. It's a cool. It's a good place to go. It's a good spot. Yeah. It's a good spot. So come on fun. out and see us though. We'll have some stuff to hand out. We're going to hand out some free Natty State Sports T-shirts and uh, be hanging out with the guys and talking some sports. And who knows? Uh, you know, maybe you'll even you know accidentally have a good time if you're not careful. So uh, you'll have to check that out too. But uh, yeah, we'll look forward to that, and we'll keep you updated on that and give you more details on that for next Tuesday. I uh, did want to uh, bring this up as I think it's kind of interesting. So Hunter Yurchek is now a member of the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. He's not a chairman because that's you know, a person that has to go on the TV and talk to the people from ESPN, but he has been appointed to being to the College Football Playoff Selection Committee by the College Football Playoff Management Committee. College Football Playoff Executive Director Bill Hancock announced on Thursday. So, your check, I love how this is the, uh, the official uh, wording of it. Your check will serve on the prestigious 13-person <laughs> selection committee for the next three football seasons, beginning with the expanded 12-team playoff set to debut following the 2024 regular season, which I would really like to know what that's going to look like since that's happening next season. That'd like, be cool. You know, my my guess is they'll probably do it in the summer, like when like media days are going on, all that crap. But either way, uh, your check's going to be on it. And he says, quote, it is truly an honor that the college football playoff management committee has appointed me to serve on the selection committee, especially at such a transformational time in the history of college football in the playoff. As an athletics director at three institutions and the father of three sons who have participated in college football, I am keenly aware of the tremendous passion of for college football, as well as the opportunities afforded student athletes through college football. As we all enter into this new era, I look forward to working alongside my fellow selection committee members to continue to foster the growth of this wonderful game. As I mean, a father of four with one who plays football, I'm happy for him. Yeah. I was like, that was, I was trying to wonder where he was going with that for a second. You know, he's but. just got to keep his priorities in order. I feel like this is the beginning of the end for Jeff Long, you know, so just. He was the chairman. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. You know. I, I mean, here does this like, does this do anything? 
Like, does this does this change anything? Does this make does this make you happy if you're a Razorback fan? Does do you even care? Like, what does this do for anybody? It makes me happy as a big J journalist, as you like to say, because I I want to talk to him about it, you know, and get some maybe we get some more insight or whatever. It, I think it is cool to have you know somebody on the committee when they're making this change, you know, mm -hmm. and going to the twelve team deal, and so maybe he he's got a little bit more of an understanding for it, but it's not going to make the football team better. Uh, I don't think it does anything for Arkansas athletics, but hey, it's you know, it's good for him. I think it's probably a good sign. Like if you get if you get appointed to that committee, then chances are you're probably viewed as someone who does pretty good. Absolutely, work, I would think so. You know, yeah, that's your job. And I would so. think part of the reason, or part of the reason why maybe people wanted him on that, or he was appointed to it, is because Arkansas is like always in contention for that Directors Cup. They've oh, got that. those finishes. They've got those finishes. Uh, the banners, it's like 7th, 8th, 13th, or something. Like, don't hold me to that, but they've got those outside the Burrell Center. Um, they actually hang those? Well, it's almost like they're like window banners. Like, oh. Like, almost oh, sticker yeah. type. Oh. Yes, but, you get um, adjusted as time goes on. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas's athletic department's, on the whole, um, pretty successful. Yeah. So, I guess probably so. pretty smart to get that guy Yeah, involved. and the fact that it's for three football seasons, too, it's like a three-year deal. Like... It'd be, it would be interesting if, uh, you know, if Hunter Yurchak is in the midst of being in the CFP committee, like while he's going through a coaching search. I mean, it'd be kind of wild. Sure, that's not the know? first time that's happened, though. Surely somebody no, probably else not. Isn't. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. It'd be funny, though. I, I do remember, yeah, when Jeff Long was named, because Jeff Long wasn't just on the committee. He was the chair. Yeah, he was the he guy. Was, and it was the that's, first year it ever happened. And yeah. that dude had to go on ESPN and explain things. <laughs> And and it's crazy to think of where Jeff Long was there and where like by how it fell pretty quickly. Yeah. Like he was the chair of the very first playoff, college football playoff committee, and uh, it's no longer there. But was he doing that? Was he doing anything now, Jeff Long? He's chilling in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, he's hanging out. Uh, he's one of six new members. Okay. Patrick Chun, the AD at Washington State. Love that guy. Randall McDaniel. That's a funny name. Uh, former All-American defensive line for Arizona State. Gary Pinkle. How about that? Oh, that's good. Old Drinkles cool. and back in action. He's how a good about dude. that? Yeah. Gary Pinkle, longtime head coach at Toledo in Missouri. Mac Rhodes, AD at Baylor. And Carla Williams, AD at Virginia. So okay. they're going to be replacing Mitch Barnhart, Boo Corrigan, Mark Harlan, Gene Taylor, and Joe So West. all of these new guys are involved with programs who won't see the CFP? probably why they elected him yeah like is that a, i'm not kidding is that like, a prereq i mean i'm not kidding like maybe of course i i don't know because up here but if i'm not mistaken um michigan ad yeah. will serve as the selection <laughs> committee uh, okay well he's just chair. there to make sure that they're in every year right yeah. and see this is i keep thinking and i cannot help but feel this way you remember the, the i always felt like the reason jeff long got that gig is because how he fired Bobby Petrino, and they're like, that's a man of integrity. He knows mm -hmm. what he's doing. I would bet money that Michigan AD, they're like, we like the way he handled that Jim Harbaugh thing by suspending him and handling yep. in that situation. We're going to promote him here. I'm like, yeah. I feel like that's always the you know biggest, uh, what do they call it, the really the the darkest day before the dawn. Like It starts really getting, nah, that's not what I'm trying, what am I trying to say? Before they fall, pretty much, is like what I'm what I'm looking at. It's like that's right oh, yeah. before they really start going downhill. <laughs> and <laughs> I think that that's might be kind of the kiss of death for the college football playoff chairman. But 
I think, yeah, I think in a lot of cases it can be. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Gary Pinkle, though. That makes me happy. You know, when I lived in Missouri. You actually like Gary Pinkle? Yeah. The, oh. the closest I came to, like, appreciating Missouri ever was when he was the football coach there. He's a good guy. I didn't mind him <clears throat> except for, like, the fact, and it's not anything, but, like, there are certain coaches that might be the most boring media day coaches in the history of SEC no, media that's days. That's fair. And him and Gus Malzahn, <laughs> dude. Him even more so, because Lisa Malzahn would have some, like, drama where people could ask him about stuff. You know, like when he got asked about Brett Bielma's comments about, you know, player safety and then to hurry up, no huddle. Like, but there was nothing entertaining about Gary Pinkle talking to the media. Zero. Yep. And then uh, it, just, and it was also unfortunate, too, the way his tenure at Missouri ended because it was like that food hunger strike thing and the team was, like, standing. It was really weird. And, strange deal. Yeah, strange ordeal and everything. But um, for some reason, I thought he was really sick. He was. So he's uh, he's good, though, now. I, 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 I guess mean, I hope so. so. He's, he's good enough on, to be on the <laughs> this on the committee. committee. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen the movie 12 Angry Men? Mm-hmm. I have not. Okay. Well, every time I see the committee, I just always want to assume <laughs> it's just like a re... <laughs> Re, uh, rendition of 12 like they all just sitting in there and they're arguing until the cows come home about who's going to be number one and yeah. all that but instead we get what was it last year we saw a picture of all they like put it up and all the uh members are like sitting in single chairs separate far away watching TV. like oh they're getting together and watching the games together i'm like why yeah. are, are they going to be like well you know that's uh i think i'm going to move up michigan because they just committed the, uh, they just got that first down so i think i'm going to I, I wish they up. would do it. Um, I know it's it's kind of complicated, I guess, with football, but you know how with, like, in March Madness, they get to conference tournament week, and then you'll have, you know, Dave Warlock or whoever will, like, tweet out and say, okay, we've got, you know, 38 of the 68 teams, you know, sharpied in to the bracket already. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, they'll get to the final day. Like, the bracket's already done even before Sunday, but, like, I like that kind of transparency. But it just reminded me of that because they'll show those, you know, those folks sitting in the room. They'll have like 40 screens on all the different games and they're sitting there watching. Yeah. And it was such a different vibe than when they do that with the, with the playoff committee. It's just a, a weird deal. I guess it's an epic war room. Yeah, yeah. That, that seems like a legit operation I'd like to be involved in. <laughs> but yeah, this other, I don't know. I, I kind of hope, I, I don't know, part of me also hopes that they don't even do anything. Like they're just like all of us. Just like kind of go watch the game. You see the final score. Yeah. You know, it's like really all you really need to see in most cases. And especially now that's going to a 12 team, I feel like the committee is going to be not obsolete, but it's not going to be as intense as far as, okay, you guys better get this right. Like it's going to be 12 teams. So even if they, I mean, the most thing that they could get wrong is this team got seated as a seven seed when they should have been a five seed or something sure. like, I don't know, but I've, I, again, I guess it's cool that your check's doing it. And I mean, I, I don't know. I, I really I really don't know how to feel about this and why it should be good. I think That's I felt fun. good about it with Jeff Long when he first got it because I'm like, okay, that gives a lot of, you know, attention to Arkansas, but then it really didn't. Yeah. Because nobody looked at him as that. It just looked at the college It's good for his chair. resume. Yeah. Oh. That's what uh, I'm fearful of. <laughs> Leslie resume in builders. the comments is asking if Hunter's got a kid coming to play for Arkansas football this year, and he does. He does, it's, yeah. Uh, Brooks, who was uh, at Wake Forest. Yes, who he had a kid that was that played for Arkansas because he was the one that blocked the punt against Texas. Jake, so Jake, yeah, Jake Yurichek, and uh, yeah, so he's had he's had a few kids, and because Yurichek's a basketball guy, wasn't he a basketball player? I think that's what you remember him telling telling me that he was. 
Basketball was his number one sport he played. Was he? Man. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he was a I think it was his passion, too. It's kind of tall. Yeah. Actually, no, I think he mentioned that when he was hiring Muss. Because ah. he was like, my, I, I, he prided himself on the fact that he could hire a high-quality basketball coach because he's like, this is the sport I know, I feel best about, I feel greatest about, and you know, I, awesome. I know it. So I was like, Hope well, still you're one for way. one. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully you don't have to be two for two here. <laughs> soon. Uh, but yeah, it, I, I get it. him being the guy that's on the committee. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Good Great. for him, man. We, I wish we could just get away with a committee. Yeah. So it says Hunter earned his bachelor's degree in business management at Guilford college in 1990, where he was a four year letter winner in basketball. Okay. Oh, college hooper. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. He kind of cool, looks man. more like a football player. He's kind of tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of tall. I'll admit, like, and this is going mean, to sound weird. He's Curtis Tall, I don't think. Well, and, and who is these days? I mean, who really is Curtis Tall? Seven but. six, according to our release. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, uh, Connor. Yeah. It's like, but, but you're trying, like, not to be weird, but like, he's kind of, like, jacked. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's just, like. kind of is. Yeah. He's, I, like, does he, he's in good shape yeah. for a man yeah. of his yeah. uh, occupation. Yeah, because yeah, usually, like, you see, like, ADs that are, you know, with, well, like, Arkansas, Arkansas's really only had like three athletic directors, you know, like pretty much. <laughs> and, you know, you go from Frank Broyles, who was a coach and athlete, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's was there forever and you kind of, you know, different times and everything. But then, like, Jeff Long, who looked more about, he was going to tell you about how to, you know, file your tax return on time. You know, he didn't come across as an AD. And then your check's kind of, I don't know. I think he's more like this. Like he looks more like the athlete type of athletic. Yes, director. Yes, he is an know? athletic director. That's right. A lot yes. of those guys, they look like they're like <laughs> academic guys. You know, like it's puts just the athletic. And yeah, he puts the athletic director. and athletic there director you. for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's it's good. that's yeah. why they put athletic before director. That's right. But Not when he director speaks, of athletics. He is just he's an AD, like no doubt. Like, oh yeah. Law background. Mm. Hey, listen. <laughs> I'll give him. I'll, I'll give him mad props too because he's very self aware. Like when he got hit in the face with the cleats and he was talking about making Bobby Petrino jokes, I'm like, that's that's pretty good, man. Yeah. Nice you think work. him and Bobby like talked about that when they hired him? I so, hope you, so. you think Bobby had to hear him making a joke That'd about it? It'd be a hell of an icebreaker, really. Yeah. Like I think it'd be good. Yeah, just be like, hey, well, hey Bobby. You can't mm-hmm. avoid it the whole time. Yeah. Like, it's like at some point mm-hmm. in time, like maybe Bobby had to have seen a tweet and everything. It's like he's like, Hey Bobby, no, I was just messing. Like, you know, yeah. we're good, right? We're cool. I don't know <laughs> yeah. how online Bobby Petrino is though, so uh. Somebody had to show him. I'm just saying somebody somebody had to send him a text. Surely he's got text of like, here's yeah, the tweet surely. that you got to see. But yeah, it just made it always made me wonder about that with that was ever a conversation that came up. But anyways, you're check about that. Uh talking about getting Coca-Cola back. You know, he he's he's talking about how hard it was. Like it's like that was the it's that and the slobber hog is the two things he got brought up to the most. It's like getting Coke back and on the university and getting the slobber hog back, which Sawbrog's still not technically there. It's next to yeah. Nolan's name, but still not, still not there. But priorities. Hmm? It's got his priorities in order, though. It's mm-hmm. hard hitting stuff. Is he gonna have to do a coaching search for football or basketball first? Your bet man. I plead the fifth. Your bet man. <laughs> like if you're gonna be putting money on it. Ah, oh, I just I I is it, it bad? I hope for football. Like that's not saying I'm hoping. No, it's that not bad at all. I'm hoping for football. It might be weeks rather than months or years. That's all. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I love coaching searches for content, but man, I it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot to deal with. It's a lot to have to put people through. But imagine the possibilities for you know the plane tracking situation in this office oh in man this building. we're, I mean, we're gonna look like it, it's gonna look like fort knox in here and we're gonna have 
Like it's we're literally we might as well be a tower. Like we're gonna yeah it's we gonna are be air traffic like, control. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna be air traffic control. We'll sit on that here. fourth floor balcony and just watch for planes. <laughs> yep. Hey, listen, <laughs> eyes on the skies and boots on the ground. That's right. what we're gonna have. Everybody's gonna be searching. One for One of it. us at every regional airport. Yeah, it'll be. I'm yeah. just happy that if that <laughs> happens. I don't have to get on a message board and deal with it. Oh, oh, but I'll see, just deal with it with you guys. See that—that's the fine entertainment. Was all these those message boards, man? Back like, even during the times, the only, the only time I ever really remember getting on first on a message board was with the Malzahn nut saga drama that was going on. That was wild. But then coaching searches—it makes my eyes bleed. Like just seeing <laughs> the ridiculousness, and then the people who have inside sources. You know, and like, I think it was on either, it was one of the message boards, I'm not going to name it, but there was one where a guy was so convinced and convinced everybody that John Gruden was going to be the next head coach that he said that if he's, if it's not, he will show nudes of his wife on the message board. And he did. Hey. That is a real thing that happened. He was like a John Gruden. And then it was actually, sorry, reverse it. It was the John Gruden thing, but it was also Doriel Green Beckham where he's like, guarantee guarantees I mean, i'll show my wife's everything and it's like oh my god and then it was like and as soon as that was like all right man man pay up we're waiting and <laughs> i respect him though for being a man of his word he, I mean, he, he owned up to it that's big time I, but it just makes me wonder mike there's one of two things that happened in that either one your wife is into that type of thing yep or two your wife didn't know yep there's no other way yeah and there's no way that you're just like hey hon mind if i just Put this picture up. It looks you look good. You look good in it. Like, yeah. you mind if I put this picture up? Oh, uh, I don't know. Like, should we? I wrote it. I wrote a check. I couldn't cash on the uh, message, on the message board, boards. So I'm gonna need you to, you know. That man. That was a. <laughs> no, not that, that. That's when message boards were at its prime, which is <laughs> nonsense. Like that was going on. Because what was it? Uh, is it still? Around? Was it Tiger Droppings? Is that still a thing? Tiger Droppings, I believe, is still a thing. That was yeah. like the SEC board. I felt like that everybody was going towards <laughs> and getting. Why? I mean. <laughs> Jeez, like now we're just message boards just form Twitter. That's your message board. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. the common man's message board. Yeah, just, <laughs> just the, it's the one that's it's a free ninety nine. You don't have to worry about the rest of it. Like that, that would be the way. Uh, let's see. Hawk follower says, "What did I miss here? Don't worry. We're just talking about Yurichek being named to the college football playoff committee, and then we got on a tangent about message boards and promising Coaching nudes of their wives." And yeah. yeah. It's kind of what uh, kind of the show happens. It kind of snowballs its way into a lot of things, yep. which is kind of fun. I mean, to be honest, it's really uh, it's really what happens. And then also, uh, Razorback Rock says, "Why are people still talking Cronin to Louisville? Am I missing something? Unless fired, it makes no sense to me." Mm, well, I, I think UCLA is not going to fire Mick Cronin first of all. Um, but he was, I mean, he coached at Cincinnati for a long time. He's got a lot of ties to that area. A lot of people thought whenever Louisville would open up that he'd be a hot candidate there. So, like, that's that's why his name's being mentioned. But, one, I don't, they're not going to fire him. And, two, I, his, I just have a feeling with his success that his buyout is something that Louisville's not going to want to mess with. Mm-mm. So, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't see I don't, it What's Kenny Payne's buyout? Like, he's getting fired, so. This is only his what second year. There? Second year, yeah. But his second year, but first time head coach situation. So maybe it wasn't. I don't know if there's much. a guy who has a worse oh. coaching tree than John Calipari. I'm not yeah, kidding. It's crazy. Like every coach he, he's had, Barbie, um, Kenny Payne. He had another one too. That's just I think it was at UMass when he was at UMass maybe. But like just like man, do not hire an assistant of John Calipari. Not everyone's you know not everyone's going to nail it perfectly, but 
Jeez, yeah, it's been pretty tough. So yeah, why, I don't. Yeah, why are people pain. not liking Cronin just this year? Final four, two sweet sixteen. Yeah, and well, now he's kind of middling this year. Right over it. That sounds uh, he's familiar. Been complaining. Who's somebody like that? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, he's been cl- complaining a lot about his nil situation at uh. UCLA, which. Shut up. <laughs> like, are you serious, man? It's UCLA. You got money. I, I guarantee you that. But remember, he said the thing they were asking him about, well, you got so many freshmen. Why didn't you bring in any older guys through the portal? And uh, he was he said something along the lines of, oh, well, you know, the uh, the Dodgers or the uh, the Cincinnati Reds wanted Shohei Otani, but the Dodgers got him. You know, like we wanted these guys, but we couldn't afford them. We got outbid. That's that's crazy talk. He's been disgruntled. They suck this year. So that's yeah. just that's why people are talking about it. I guess uh, Leslie is t- commenting a lot. She wants us to read one of the messages, or he. Sorry, don't want to assume. Uh, if Muscle Man, she's she's <laughs> ever did leave, maybe we could get the Houston coach to come up here. As in Calvin Sampson. We missed that, missed that chance. Yeah, just bangers only with you're a chick and Muscle Man. You're a chick and Muscle Man. <laughs> heater after heater. <laughs> but they got Bobby yeah. Petrino spelled right though. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Now, I would have been – I mean, I'm obviously very happy with everything Muss has accomplished, but, like, Kelvin Sampson, that would have been pretty pretty cool. It wouldn't, it wouldn't Kelvin be bad. Sampson. But I think oh, – well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I, I have a feeling that Kelvin Sampson is done moving around. Like, yeah. This will be his last job. And then, what, he's, he's 70, right, or at least round – He's round up there. It. He's getting yeah. close Something to tells it. me if this man wants to leave games early when he's up by 20 points, he's about had it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's about had it. And, like, Kellen's the – Coaching, coach waiting, and waiting. yeah. Oh, so. When has a coach and waiting ever worked? It does. well, uh, yeah. Remember when Will Muschamp was a coach and waiting at Texas? Hmm. Yeah. He was. It's also weird when it's a father son <laughs> thing. That that's the worst. Right. Yeah. Because then they do that. Could be wrong. Wasn't that supposed to be something with like Frank Beamer and Shane Beamer? But then they were like Frank Beamer left, and they're like, oh, we're actually going to go with Fuente. I could be completely wrong about that, but I thought that there was a time where it a coach sense. left and it was supposed to be a son, but then he like said, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. you could be right about that. Yeah, either him or maybe it was like Richard Patino at Louisville or something like that. Well, and <laughs> didn't uh, didn't Ferentz, the Iowa's coach, just have to fire his kid? Yep. Was, oh, yeah, he was the, the OC. The OC. Yep. He kind of got forced into it, yeah, back into aver- that corner. Couldn't average 25 points a season. Yeah, a season. yeah. yeah, football especially, man, it's, it's tough, to, tough to fire, or tough to hire your kids, but especially when you have such a high expectation for them, you probably don't need to, to go down that road yeah. exactly. But some people are still going to do that, and some people are still going to, you know, yeah. think that at some point in time, one day it's going to work, and they're going to hire a kid, yeah. and they're like, oh, no, it's great that they know what they're doing. And Given his trajectory not happen. up the ranks, we might have – Michael Musselman coaching waiting here in a year or two. Yeah. You know? He's like 24, isn't he? He's a youngster. Yeah, he's a yeah. young guy. Mm. Yeah, I know he did some work with, uh, what was it, the Cavs Summer League team. Mm-hmm. He's ready. Year, so He's ready. Uh, all, all that experience is valuable. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's going to turn into anything immediate. <laughs> but Hey, it's, kinda, it's, it's a resume builder. Yeah. It's a resume right. builder. That's I would love about. to throw that on my resume. That would be sick. <laughs> just <yeah. laughs> throw that on there. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot more, folks. Don't worry, here in just a little bit. But first, got to tell you about our friends at Manscaped. As we know, Valentine's Day is upon us. So, how about a little poem of roses are red, violets are blue? Trim your balls and your date will thank us too. That's right. They'll literally thank us here. We'll get messages from your date saying, Thank you for having my significant other trim his balls. Because Valentine's Day is knocking, and Manscaped is the remedy for what the love doctor ordered. 
This prescription is the all-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob that you all are. Join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. If you go to manscaped.com, you go there, snag 20% off and free shipping just by using promo code NATTY. That's N-A-T-T-Y, NATTY. Use that promo code, you get 20% off and free shipping. And it is going to be the hero of Valentine's Day, which is the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. It's the electric trimmer, features skin-safe technology, guarding your V-Day treasure against any grooming mishaps. So check out all the great items that they have to offer and make sure that you are good to go this Valentine's Day, fellas, as you can get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code Natty at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code Natty because your grooming upgrade awaits ready to charm your Valentine's Day dates. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll have more of the John Neighbors show here live from Natty State Sports Studios. So stay with us. Fanville is 1,843 miles away, but the call of the Hawks can be heard all the way to San Francisco. Let's take my dick in the mashed potato. Go Hawks. Powered by Arkansas for Arkansas. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. The John Neighbor Show is live from the Natty State Sports Studios. Welcome back into the John Neighbor Show here live from Natty State Sports Studios. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon as, once again, we will not be doing a show tomorrow. I know you're all bummed, but uh, don't worry. We'll have still plenty of great content being produced, not only today, but also tomorrow. So you don't want to miss the pot at the palace as well as the Natty State six-pack. Um, are we doing a sports gambling show or no? No? Yeah? No. Probably not. We'll record it. We'll have it. Maybe. Be on the lookout. That's a little tease for you. Have something betting related. Yeah, we'll do yeah. that. And then also, uh, you guys had a short today that was pretty good. Yeah. If Transfer portal. You want to? Yeah, you want to know how excited people are about the rest of this basketball season versus uh, <laughs> the off season? Yeah, take a look at the uh, the transfer portal big board that Scotty's been slaving over. Mm-hmm. We had a, it's been pretty impressive. I won't lie. If you guys haven't seen it, it, it is wild. It's been some fantastic work. No. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to tell them that. You could have done it on a different dry erase board that I mean, flips, but yeah, I didn't need to hear that yesterday, John. Yeah, yeah. Not. but it's been fun putting it together. Like this has been really cool to do with Curtis. Um, I feel like we're we're on the same wavelength with what Arkansas wants, um, but if so, we split up. I think it was what 14, 13 or fourteen different teams mm-hmm. that might have some coaching turnover or whatever. Um, after this season, I probably would have picked different guys. Like if I would have gotten the schools that that he picked, he would have picked different schools from or different guys from schools I looked at. Um, I think that's it's fun, but like there's a bunch of talent on that board. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a it's a blast, and but we are taking it seriously. You know, it's yeah. not like we're just going. You it's not know, like you're putting Bronny James up there, like I kept telling yeah, you. Yeah, you know, like we're not going to the uh, the nation stat leaders and be like, oh, oh, it'd be cool if Arkansas got this guy. Like, nah, it's yeah, go get Isaiah Collier from USC because yeah. you know don't know how much longer Andy is going to be there. There's a different theme every time we update it. It's like the first time it was well. We know that Eric Musselman really likes to identify and target guys who they've he's coached against or prepared for or scouted, whatever. So we went back through Arkansas schedule and picked some of those guys that we thought would fit the mold. And then this last time it was for the, you know, the schools where it's likely that a coach might be retiring or getting fired, or they've got like a really good head coach that might be due to upgrade his position. 
because we have coaching turnover, those are the players who are most prone to leave yeah. those schools. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. We're yeah. doing it. Yeah. And we know also that just given the circumstances, I mean, how many players are up there? I feel like at least one of those guys is probably going to end up at Arkansas. We're really banking on it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that'd be a good thing. What do we have happen. up there now? Is it 20? It's more than 20, 20 now. Yeah. Man. It's okay. getting up there. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're building the brand there and building it. So, yeah, you need to check it out, folks. <laughs> uh, also, I did want to bring I did want to bring this up for uh, some Razorback baseball news that, uh, hey, the Razorbacks were picked to finish first in the SEC. As God intended. Yeah, as well as uh, Kendall Diggs and Hagan Smith earning preseason All-SEC honors. Oliver's looking good Shout there out in to this Oliver. picture. Yeah, he's looking good. Um, <laughs> so they've been predicted to win the SEC, and they received nine first-place votes. It's the first time since 2013 that the Hogs, who are also predicted to win the SEC Western Division, which, okay, I mean, you would think, but sometimes it's not that case, uh, that they've been picked to win the SEC Baseball Championship. I was a little surprised by that. This is the first time in a decade that they've been picked to finish first in the SEC. That is kind of wild to think about. And I've, I've seen, you know, a lot of predictions come out with, uh, you know, Florida on top or whatever. But in the West, I think I mentioned this earlier in the office, like it's, it's still weird for me to see Mississippi State and Ole Miss at the very bottom of the West in baseball, and not necessarily below Arkansas, but just at the very bottom, um, especially given you know their recent history there. But that's uh, that's interesting. But no, mm-hmm. I, I mean, listen, all you got to do is listen to the uh, to the Bombastic Podcast to know that Arkansas baseball is going to be the real deal this year. So that's the right. Bombastic Podcast is going to the freaking moon, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. It's a, it is the. The Razorback Baseball Podcast. There's not any other ones that you need to listen to. It's the so That's right. Just, it's the one. Yeah, don't even worry about anything else. But also, uh, Razorback outfielder Kendall Diggs and Hagen Smith named coaches preseason All-SEC team, and they earned first-team recognition from the league's coach, head coaches. I will say that I'm a little surprised that those were the only players, though, that were Same. named first-team. Just saying. not saying that Arkansas got screwed like some people were going to bring up, but it's just a little interesting to me is all, is all I'm saying. Like It's not surprising that Smith and Kendall Diggs are in there, but... You know, no, uh, no love for somebody like a Stovall or like a, you know, Peyton Holt or a, you know, somebody like that. Tiger, Tiger, Elena. yeah, it's yeah, it, that is that is kind of interesting. But what matters the most, obviously, is you know, the awards at at the end of the season. I Correct. bet they've got, uh, I bet they got way more guys than they do for the preseason. Mm-hmm. And those things are a crapshoot too. Like they lean so heavily towards returning players in the league. For sure. You know, like Arkansas's basketball, their preseason guys were Trevin and Devo, you know, and and none of the none of the transfers. Which I I think it's probably a pretty safe bet that Tremont Mark will be an All SEC guy. Yeah, but they don't really pay attention to those transfers. I hope so because that, so. that's going to still have as much as had an All SEC player every year he's been in Arkansas, right? Hmm. So yeah. Don't want to have that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, Mason you had Jones was Mason, like Mason Jones and Isaiah Joe. I think we're both all SEC like co SEC player of the year. Yeah. Don't get me started on that crap. Because yeah. quickly won the SEC player of the year, even though Mason Jones literally right. was better at every single stat. Yeah. Except had, for wins. He had Moody. He had Note. Yeah. Moody. Who was it Note. last year? Uh, I assume last year was had to be was it Council? I think Council oh, yeah, was all SEC. Got on there. Yeah. Uh, right. I don't Maybe. know if he's first or second, but Maybe on, the, on one of those teams, he's definitely like the newcomer or freshman or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I, I know for a fact Council was somewhere on there, but still, it shows. Uh, yeah, he's got to keep that streak alive of having an All SEC player. Uh, will he keep the streak alive of having an NBA draft pick though? Ooh, yeah. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Trevin. Oh yeah, he'll get drafted. Just. May not be first round, but right. drafted. It won't be where anyone expected him to. But this the 
if anybody who follows the NBA draft knows that this is probably the weakest class in this century. So, uh, yeah. Mm. Guy like Trevin, just with his upside, whether he even comes back and plays for Arkansas this year or not, like he he would get he gets swooped up in the second round. I'm excited for Crazy. the draft because one of the last projections I saw had the Suns taking Zach Eady. That could be fun. How's that? Yeah. You got Nurkic, and then his backup big could be Zach Eady, someone even bigger. Oh my gosh, that's pretty fun. Now, I'm yeah. boring people with Suns talk, but I thought no, no, was, it's just it's nice. it's funny because I saw like, Eady. Matched up with uh, with Phoenix on there. I sent I sent a screenshot to Curtis and Ellis <laughs> before I sent them a screenshot of where TV was. I was just I was hyped up because there's so I feel like there's just been a lot of those like four year basketball players in college basketball. Because Edie's four years, right? He's been, is he a four year player? At least three. Yeah, I think yeah, he's, he's four. But he's either been around way, for a minute. It's like him, like a Tyler Hansborough. Mm-hmm. It's just these players. It's just like uh, uh, Drew Timmy. Just yeah. Reason you keep coming back is not just because it's you know you're a great college basketball player, but I, I mean Edie will get drafted, I believe, right? Has to. Man, he's going to be a second rounder, right? Yeah, he's going to be first overall. Yeah. But I mean, if the if, you, if the draft year. is as weak as what you're saying, oh yeah, that's I mean, the thing. Like a lot of these guys who you know tested the waters or whatever, even some of them who went to the combine, like. Uh, like Terrence Shannon at Illinois, who we saw, and yep. uh, McCuller from Kansas, who we saw. Neither one of those guys had a chance of, of even getting drafted, so they came back to school. They're both going to be first-round picks this year. Man. And it's not just because they're playing better. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, NBA, NBA.com put out a mock. I'm trying to find a date on it. Oh, February 6th, so two days ago. We've got Ron Holland going number four. That kind of stings. Come on, stings. man. That stings. Oh, great. Awesome. Don't the G Thanks League, doesn't G League Ignite stink? Yeah, they're really bad. I saw um, that the other day. Their record was like one in a really big number. Like, they just yeah. not good. Oh, how many teams are in that? How many teams they go up against? I, I don't know. I couldn't even tell yeah. you. I don't yeah, know. I just wonder, like, you know, are there, are there four teams? Are there eight teams? Like, it's yeah, it's not that many. So it's like, if you're the worst of that, mm. I'm at number 12 on this mock, and there's been two Kentucky guys. Reed Shepard at 12 and Dillingham at like four or six. Dillingham is him. He's so much fun to watch. Kentucky. Connect, Dalton Connect coming to Fayetteville with Tennessee next week, number 13. We'll see him Wednesday. I'm sure that'll go well. Over, under, him and Bud Walton Arena, 24 and a half points. Over. Over. I think it's so too. (laughs) Pretty easily. He might set the new record. I hope he does. Yeah. And he still belongs to Rodney Clark. (laughs) Need to keep that one for him. But yeah, that What's dude the just highest, scores. What uh, Wade Taylor had forty one earlier. No, the highest yeah. is Jody, Jody Meeks. Jody Meeks forty five, like half a million in one day. Well, forty five. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't even think it was something where he was just looking to go for forty five. I think it just, just happened. Arkansas was so bad. He just, oh, I got this. <laughs> it's like, Number twenty five on this mock is Khalil Ware. Why do you keep doing Great. this to us, Scotty? <laughs> Great. That is fun. We got so many players that should have. Speaking of in-state, yeah, five-star McDonald's All-Americans. That's crazy, too, that yeah. he was a five-star the same year Nick Smith was. And he's in Indiana doing, I mean, numbers-wise, it's pretty good. A lot better than he was doing at Oregon. Yeah, it's a, it's a good. I thought it was so weird he went to Oregon, too. I mean, I, I'm not going to judge anybody for what school they go to. It's just when you talk about in-state kids, big-time in-state kids going to other schools, not Arkansas. It's like Oregon. All right. But have you ever been to Oregon? Like they're, they're no, I've been to Oregon. I mean, I know it's like, I'm not saying anything bad right. about it. It's like, but 
Not a, oh, it not is a weird. blue duck. Not a blue blood or yeah. anything. But yeah, going Very to Dane Altman. Away. Well, he's not there anymore. Now he's in Indiana. Yeah. But uh, he was the one I think was he told Mus he's like I don't I'm not coming I don't want to like my dream is to not play or to be the greatest player to not play at Arkansas or something like that. Wasn't that a quote, I think, maybe? Yeah, yeah. made it very clear that he was not coming never to Arkansas. Really, yeah. No. <laughs> Trevin yeah. Brazil mocked at number 54. Okay. Is that about when Jalen Williams was drafted around there? Uh, He was higher than that. Okay. He was in the third. I think he was 38. Oh, really? So Jay he was Will. like early second round then. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought he was like further out there than that, but... I mean, it's hard to keep up with all these draft picks and where yeah, and keep in from. mind like this year's NBA drafts only got 58 picks because a couple teams have forfeited picks because of tampering or, you know, different things. So TB number 54 out of 58. He'll picks. go and especially if he goes to the combine, like he'll jump high, his measurables will be good, yeah. and then he'll he'll catch a lob and he'll hit a three in that first scrimmage they do, mm -hmm. and then he won't play again. Yep, and they'll they'll draft him. Sounds on brand. Sounds on brand. Yep. Yeah. Golly. Just stuff like that just drives me up the wall where it's like, yeah. man, what could have been, what should have been, I'm getting what irritated. should be. I know. <laughs> Players excited that should be see, here. Excited to see him back to himself for the combine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, like that that part I am excited about. Um, did you guys I wanted to show this clip too. Did you guys see <laughs> I don't like it just cracks me up. Kevin Wilson, the Tulsa basketball coach. See that clip? I didn't see this, no. So he was in a press conference, and he was talking about a text exchange that he had with a player about NIL and kind of, he says, yeah, the text starts this way, and this is how it goes, and it was pretty, pretty funny. Like, here, I'll just play it, and you guys take a listen to it. So here's a great text message right here. Typical in first questions is, what do you get? I go, you'll get nothing and like it. That's what they said, and that's what they told Spalding, right? From a guy saying, hey, coach, just asking, um, um, you know, about money. I'm not a money hungry person. Don't need a ton of money. Uh, but this is a transfer. I've been getting about six to seven K okay. a month. I got three dogs. In yeah, I think it's an stereo problem. So what do you that. think I'll get there? And I said, the first thing you need to do is drop the dogs. Well, and yeah, because sure I think, yeah, the audio for some reason is only in mono, but that's okay. We'll make it work. But either way, I'll, I'll just. Uh, it was basically like the coach was reading over a text message from a recruit. It was like, look, I'm not, I don't need a bunch of money, but. Give me some details. Right. And he was like, our NIL is like academic. Yeah. Incentive based. Yeah. And well, well, I love that because he also said, he's like, he's like, man, I got three dogs and a girlfriend. Yes. And he's yeah. just like, he's like, well, first off, first I'd do is drop the dog. Look at me leaving out the I don't know about the that. girl. So, but like, he's That's just straight scary, up reading man. it. Like, he's like, because he was saying, yeah, I was like, my players got, he's like, yeah, coach, you got 7K a month or whatever and all mm. this stuff. And he's like, basically, yeah, ain't, yeah, drop ain't the happening. dogs and get rid of the girl. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that is awesome. So I was like, well, at least he's honest about it. That's probably not going to do any favors for people trying to. Of course, he was going to Tulsa with NIL money. Like, I mean, I doubt it's really a place. Yeah, of, uh, Frank Haith ain't at Tulsa anymore. So <laughs> I forgot he was uh, at Tulsa for that long. <laughs> yeah. Didn't AJ Dude, that's Green great. commit to Tulsa out of the portal? And then he probably heard that spiel like the NIL is. And went to Oklahoma State? Yeah. And then he bounced for Oklahoma State. It's probably but right. Imagine, I hear there's a guy named Pickens over there that's. Got deep pockets. Yeah, his, his, whenever you have your first name, it starts with an initial. Yeah, yeah. like T Boone Pickens. <laughs> right. You know, you got money. You know, like, or you got like something. It's like that has to be something that's like you have to have oil. Because I knew a guy that I worked with, ironically enough, at Enterprise Rent a Car, <laughs> and he used Enterprise to to meet clients, but he was in the oil business, and his name was J R Madgeberg. I was like, 
you, if you're in the oil company, you got to have some sort of initial in the name, For whether sure. it's T Boone Pickens uh, <laughs> or something like that. It just it's just very fitting. But either way, Tulsa basketball, though I will say, they always produced some of the greatest coaches to not like to move on. You know, I think Nolan That's... Richardson was there. You think about uh, Bill Self was there. Tubby Smith won a national champion. He was there. It's a pipeline, man. So, Tulsa, Tulsa was the pipeline there for a while. They I don't grew, know if Kevin Wilson will ever be. On trees. Yeah, I don't know if Kevin Wilson ever get a championship or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I love uh, that. Yeah, I, I just love his honesty about it all. <laughs> I just loved his honesty and uh, the fact that he uh, approached it and was very just blunt about it too. Um, another thing, I know you guys know all about this. So uh, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about this one because it, it's it's really uh, setting the world ablaze. And I, I I mean it's again. I don't care, but some people do, but people do. So we're just going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Listen, Brittany Mahomes will be featured in the 2024 Sports Illustrated Swimsuit uh, issue. One, I was shocked by this, not because she's in it, but because I didn't realize that Sports Illustrated was still a thing that's still doing swimsuit issues. They laid off everybody and they did AI writing, but there might still be money in the swimsuit issue. Might be. Could this be the final one in Brittany Mahomes? I would guess if she's ruined everything else. (laughs) So. Might as well, might as well make it this. But yeah, my she's, only comment on this will be is she is not going to ruin this. I mean, she she does all right. If you uh, watch the if you watch the video from her Instagram, I think uh, we can, we can kind of watch it a little. Yeah, bit I mean, here. some I mean, of your we'll, we'll, we'll some get, of your opinions <laughs> on her might change. You know, hmm. I have a theory about this too that I'll share. I wonder if her tan is real. I don't know. I don't know either. Probably not at this point, right? So, but this is the 60th year that they're doing this? Yeah. And they're, of all the people, you're putting Brittany Mahomes on the 60th? It's kind of weird. I think they should have, they should have Patrick Mahomes on the the body issue. Is that still going on? Are they still doing that? But if it is, they should do that and just see, see who gets more traction. Just a quick little note. Our viewer numbers are going up. up Wonder why. (laughs) Bunch of them horn dogs out there uh but yeah so Brittany Holmes is gonna be on that so cool she obviously comes across as like just not the best way right on yeah. on social media she's and that, just that's very obnoxious fault. yes very obnoxious um and I also wonder me and Ellis were talking about this earlier today you know a lot of people have like RBF I think we all know what that means mm-hmm. she might have RWF like resting weird face because they just always pan over to her in the suite when she might not know that the camera's hitting her directly, and she's got that she's got that look on her face, but like I didn't see that there, you know, in this video. Well, yeah, because they knew that they weren't going to show that. Yeah, she was pretty. You know? ple- I thought she was pleasant in the video. Yeah, so maybe it's maybe some people maybe the camera does wonders for some people when they know it's on them. Maybe so. That's my theory. Yeah. Maybe so. I don't know. It's it's a thing that people, are, of course, reacting to. It's getting to the point though. Because of the Taylor Swift stuff and because of Brittany Mahomes stuff and then even Jackson Mahomes and all that stuff, it's like, dude, Kansas City has just been surrounded and the Chiefs have been surrounded by some stuff where it's just like it's getting down, it's getting out of hand. Like it's out of control. Like there's just been so many things that have, have been going on where it's just like, dude, that we don't want to deal with this anymore. How many people is Jackson Mahomes gonna assault in Las Vegas this week? All of them before the game starts. All of them. All of them. Like he's just going to be out there terrorizing people, making TikToks. He just, yeah, he assaults people's eyes with his TikToks. That's yeah. See, that's what sucks. <laughs> it's like I kind of like I don't just, like the 49ers. Sucks. I don't like the 49ers, but the Chiefs really have not made them. Like it's not. I'm not saying all of it's their fault, but 
the 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 T Swift stuff, and then yeah, the Mahomes family. Like you know, Patrick Mahomes has got to be like, guys, y'all are killing me. Seriously though, like I am such a <laughs> likable dude. Like yeah. you know, I, I do I try to handle my stuff in the right way, except for that time I guess this past year where he freaked out on the officials for that obvious no call on pass interference when he was just losing his mind. And I, but anyways, most of the time he handles himself pretty well. But for all intents and purposes, I'm just like, dude, you got to you're surrounding yourself by trash, like just garbage and you got to find something out of that but i don't really care who wins the super bowl but just that the fact that yeah this is happening and you know taylor swift's gonna find a way in there in the super bowl and sure she will oh, yeah like and i will i don't know what i'm gonna do but brand is right though the kate upton sports illustrated swimsuit issue our I, I think that like, i used to get the calendar from a uh, former stepdad he used to give me that every year for christmas and the kate upton calendar was mm epic yeah i think uh you know god rest my grandmother but i'm pretty sure she got my brother a subscription to sports illustrate every year because of his sports fandom that happened to just include that uh go. issue and my brother always seemed to you know have it in the right spot to where no one could find it <laughs> you know to, to make it to, to where it would be but yes uh but then the like espn was like we got to one-up it so let's do the body issue where it's yeah. literally no swimsuits just just prince fielder yeah just put on <laughs> <laughs> iconic I, yeah. I love that yeah well at least i give them credit because they're just like hey we're not judging over here <laughs> like, like, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll get because there was a i think there was one time they had a i don't even remember the name but it was a, like a it was like a german shot putter i was on there and it was a woman and it was like man there was a lot going on there great uh but i, I didn't know if espn the body issue is a thing anymore i don't know it's it's just promoting health. It's like bad. People are like saying it's bad to promote good health these days. You know, I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand it because no, we don't need to go down that road. I could, well, we need to. There's other things I could go down there and and talk about. But yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to play this clip either. But I know you guys uh, were laughing about it because uh, I was laughing about it too. About like Ed Cooley's on one. By Ed the way, Ed Cooley's the man. He is on one. <laughs> Um, so he's been, he, we know about the deal with, I guess it was a Providence when he was making the return there mm -hmm. yeah. and him getting a boot and him talking about, you know, all this stuff. Well, uh, I guess last night, uh, a student fan yelled over at Ed Cooley. He says that's $7 million per win. That's what the student said. And Cooley walked over to the student and said, you know what? I'm rich as a mother bleeper. I'm rich as bleep. That's what he said to the student. A, I mean, just, I mean, what else do you listen? Like, how do you, if you're that student, how you can't respond to that? No, it's over. There is no comeback to the, I'm rich. You're not. Yeah. That's the ultimate flex, especially like if you're, if you're going to throw his money in his face and like, he's not, he's not winning games right now. It's a rebuild at Georgetown. It's going to take some time. Like I would, I would have done exactly what Ed Cooley did. Lean right into it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I'm rich. Yep. I'm rich. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not only rich, but like. Rich, rich. Yeah. And, and Ed Cooley's personality is perfect for that, too. Like, yeah. he's he is that guy. Yeah. He's having a heck of a year between that and, um, what was it? He was at a post-game press conference at, like, Rutgers or something earlier this oh, year. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he yeah. was telling all of the, the young reporters in the room to, like, basically man up, think of yeah. an intelligent question, don't be afraid to ask it, which, I mean, I thought it was kind of strange in the moment, but the message is like spot on, mm -hmm. you know, like if you've got that opportunity to, you know, maybe make an impression on a coach. He'll probably, I mean, he'll, 
Ed Cooley probably would have remembered a young guy asking him a question down the line if they cross paths again. Like that, coaches remember little things like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like, or as Ed Cooley definitely does, or he wouldn't have made that statement, or he right. wouldn't have gone on that rant. Yeah, he'll remember that student who's serving him dinner, you know, next weekend too. <laughs> Will he tip him? Probably. And I, again, I like I like I like what Ed Cooley's doing and has been doing. But like when him dropping that bomb, I'm like, man, <laughs> yeah. there ain't there ain't no coming yeah. back from that. And I love that they were able to to catch him doing that. You yeah. know, like I I remember last night seeing the the beat writer or whoever it was like, I swear this just happened. And he put the quotes out. That was yeah. great. Well, what was it? The uh, usually when you get those because uh, it was a student reporter that put that out. Mm. Or was it an actual reporter? As an actual could, reporter. Okay. Yeah. So I'd say if it was a student reporter, then, you know, can't always believe what they say. They think that you people throw their phones down and break them. Yeah. And, you know, when things like that happen. So yeah, that's true. May not be always the most uh, most understanding person either. But, <laughs> hey, we got some other things that we're going to talk about, though, folks, and getting into our final segment here in just a second. But first, I got to tell you about superior contracting and development out of Valonia. Now, even though they're out of Valonia, they are statewide and they are licensed residential and commercial contractors specializing in all aspects of home building and remodeling. They handle everything from fencing to drainage to additions and remodeling of your existing structure all the way to land development and ground up construction. So call them today at 501-453-3053. That's 501-453-3053 for all of your interior and exterior construction and remodeling needs or the best in the business. And that's the thing here at Natty State Sports. Not only are we here at Natty State Sports, but we also like to help out people local from the Natty State itself. And they're as local as it gets, and they're going to take care of you. You can also email them at contracting at superiorark.com. You can check out their website at superiorark.com as well. But just give them a call today for all of your interior and exterior construction remodeling needs at 501-453-3053. We'll take our final break and come back with more of the John Neighbors Show here live from Natty State Sports Studios. So stay with us. Fanville is 1,843 miles away, but the call of the Hawks can be heard all the way to San Francisco. Let's take my dick in the mashed potato. Go Hawks. Powered by Arkansas for Arkansas. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. The John Neighbor Show is live from the Natty State Sports Studios. Welcome back into the John Neighbor Show here in our final segment as we're getting you ready for the weekend, technically, because it is going to be a three-day weekend for us, but we're still going to have a lot of work. We're going to have our launch party Woo. here tomorrow and uh, have some fun with that, which I know is going to be a killer time for all of us involved, and we're excited about it to be able to hang out and uh, showcase what this space is all about and the way we do it here at Natty State Sports and the way we party. It's going to go crazy and stuff. So, yeah, sorry you all can't come into the champagne room. <laughs> but uh, we're going to be up here in our uh, tower of party fun and uh, having a time of our lives. I'm really hyping this thing up, trying to make it sound a lot, a lot cooler. The than party palace. Tower of, of party fun works. The, the, the party palace of mid-America. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's the way it needs to be, and that's the way it's going to stay. So, yeah, we're going to do that, and it's going to be fun. But Maybe we uh, can put that on a sign. we got some signs up in here today. Maybe oh, we yeah. Do we that. do. We do. Got some graphics going up. We're going to have a... Uh, <laughs> Gonna have a DJ playing some music and having us fall in love in the club again or whatever Usher was. I mean, uh, wasn't that a song? DJ got DJ got us falling in love again. Oh yeah, since you know Usher Super Bowl, it's right. timely. Yeah. It's timely. It works. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we're gonna have some fun with that though. We really are. Um, a few other random things I wanted to bring up before we close up shop. 
Uh, this one's pretty great. So I didn't realize this. The Georgia, a Georgia message board poster is this person who broke the news that Nick Saban was retiring before it actually happened. And he's also now the one that talked about him joining ESPN before the college football playoff. And it's kind of crazy whenever you see, <laughs> we talked about message boards before, but apparently uh, Bustin Skydog on UGASports.com is the one that has been really on top of it. And he even said, received confirmation that Saban has quietly inked $14 million deal with ESPN and will join the network as a broadcaster analyst in 2024 after the playoffs conclude. And he will make the announcement that he is retiring the coach at Alabama. So far, all that has happened because Nick Saban, I guess, was announced he's going to be on college game day, which I'm like, how many people do you need on college game day? Yeah. It's, it's like, hasn't there already full pretty table, full man. as it is? Yeah. You got Pat McAfee. You got Kirk Herbstreet. You got, I assume, Lee Corso. They're going to roll him out there again. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Reese Davis, um, Desmond Howard, Desmond Howard, right? Yeah. I mean, geez, that's a lot. It is a lot. It's a big panel. So shout out to this dude, though. It's one of the best the things about message boards are the actual insiders, and it's hard because yeah, like you got to figure out who it is because everybody has sources like at different Sauces. times. But uh, it's it's funny how that works. Is you know at, at any given point in time you know somebody who's got information and there's yep. always a shelf life on it. You know, it might last just for like one particular situation like this, or it might be like, you know, a coach or a guy on the team and you got a couple years and, you know, like people become legends on those things. And I, whoever this dude is, I mean, that's he knows pretty stuff. impressive. Yeah, that's Georgia yeah. of all places. But yeah, yeah. I, know. I just wonder who it could be. Like it's gotta be somebody. It's gotta be somebody of like, note. maybe it's Nick Saban himself. Maybe that's the only thing that he had is like pick is, is, uh, Avatar's really just a duck flying, and it's called Bustin' Sky Dog. <laughs> it's sure. crazy, though, that wow. like every time there's a story like this, and I get it, like message board geniuses is a thing because there are some real geniuses out there. But like sometimes message board posters aren't crazy. Sometimes they just they're on there to talk ball, talk coaching searches, and they yeah. actually like bring something to the table. Not everybody's crazy, and they even characterize this guy. A crazy message board poster actually being right. Yeah, I like mean, some people just know stuff and are on message boards. Yeah, they're not all. And, and I guarantee you, didn't have to say he guarantees it. And if not, he'll just show uh, nude pictures of his wife. That's right. Probably didn't have to do that. <laughs> like we've had to seen other ones do too. Uh, here's another one as well. This is kind of cool. So uh, the Super Bowl winner of '58 who could grab the Lombardi Trophy and a whole lot of booty. Mm. Because TMZ Sports has learned that the Nevada brothel is offering a big games winner. A sex extravaganza free of charge. Two workers at the famed Chicken Ranch brothel, Alice Little and Addison Gray, tell us that bookings for their services have skyrocketed this week due to the Las Vegas Super Bowl festivities. And in order to thank the NFL for it all, they've come up with an offer that the Niners and the Chiefs will be hard-pressed to turn down if they win on sun Sunday. And it says the two say that whoever gets the dub will have access to a... I didn't even know this was a word. <laughs> no, I'm going to read it. No holds barred orgiastic blowout. I think it's orgiastic. <laughs> orgiastic? Well, it has an I in it, so I had to, you know, sound it orgiastic, but uh, at the establishment's 40 acre campus. So does anybody take the, the brothel up on this offer from the Super Bowl winner, whether it's the Chiefs or the 49ers? Oh, 100%. Hmm. Absolutely. And if they don't, Lamar Odom will. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. And he was he was big into that. That might it might be the same place for all I know. Uh, the Chicken Ranch, first of all, is an interesting name. Yeah. Um, whatever. 
Yeah. But yeah, I and mean, it's a, a forty-acre campus. Yeah, like I don't. Yeah, you know, it's like it's got, it's, it's, it's got a library over here, and it's got the you know, the, these dudes, the athletic club. It's a campus. They win championships, and then they go they go on absolute benders like through the parade. Somebody's going to the chicken ranch for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering, like, do you do it as soon as the game mm-hmm. ends? Like, you're just like, all right, I'm out. I got to get there. Or do you like go to the next day? Well, I think if if a thinking man would go right away. Yeah. Like you'd want to be the first one there, you know, like you don't want left leftover chicken ranch, Mm-mm. probably. No. So, you know, it's probably doesn't reheat very well. Yeah. I mean, you it's kind of saying? already left, but you know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. De- me and Devin are thinking on the same wavelength. They call it a campus. Campus. Like it's a it college. sounds nice. Like it's a college. You can't, they they can't call- <laughs> you go get educated <laughs> in different ways. Well, it's like you, if you call it a ranch. compound, it doesn't really, you know, yeah, really have this hold the same. True. I just thought it was a ranch. Like that's you just called it the ranch, a forty acre ranch. But no, the campus. Uh, yeah, that's something. Yeah, I already saw you guys typing things up from the comments about. Yeah, we're look, looking at. Yeah, look that up because I I want to know what that means. Take a look at it here and see uh, what's going on about the women's basketball score. Forty eight, forty six. That's it. Hmm. Thanks, Blake. I got, so, so is Arkansas winning? Yeah, Who are they playing. Up, yeah, they're up too. Who are they playing again? Florida. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks, Blake. All right. Let me know what I'm missing. Yeah. I'd say if we're missing something, I'm ready to laugh. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we're, we're oh, yeah. ready for it. Uh, let's see. Also in uh, some other news, did you guys see Ace Ventura pet detective? No, no. Ace Ventura pet detective. Yeah. 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 Of course. So you remember Dan Marino was in the movie. Mm-hmm. So Dan Marino cost himself a small fortune when he made the decision to appear in the Jim Carrey classic comedy, Ace Ventura, 62 year old legendary former Dolphins quarterback appeared on the Pat McAfee show. And McAfee asked Marino, there was a rumor that he opted to take a flat appearance fee for acting in the film as, a, as opposed to an unspecified gross percentage of the film. And he said, that's very accurate. So Ooh. apparently he could have had all a percentage, whether it was 1% or whatever it was, could have had a large percentage of it. And to this day, still be making money, but instead he just took a flat appearance fee. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge mistake. Why, like, even back <clears throat> then... How would you not take the percentage? Yeah, I don't. Maybe he just got bad advice, or I don't know what that percentage would have been. But because Dan Marino, what the movie came out, I think in '94, so like yeah. Danny Marino's been playing for a while. One like he was itching for money, and he just needed money right then and there. How early was that? Like was like he probably should have known that that movie was going to be a banger, right? I mean, I, mean, I don't. It was it was Jim Carrey's first movie ever, so maybe not. Was it the yeah? Maybe so not. So maybe he was just like, eh, I don't know. This seems stupid. Just yeah. pay me now. As Branson said, it made $107.2 million at the box office. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. And that was in 94. So That's got to be it. I didn't realize that was his first movie. Yeah. So he, he wasn't established yet, so it must have been like, yeah. I guess so, but still. I, I, I just wanted to know what would have been the flat appearance fee. Like, what, how much money? If it was like, you know, a million dollars, then yeah, okay. One, like Branson just said, yeah. 1% is a million dollars. Yeah. So... Whatever it was. And that doesn't include, Crazy. I guess, the gross percentage of the film. Does that include, like, you know, video sales? Like, like when they had DVDs and VHS tapes? Does that yeah, include I that? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. But, yeah, Dan Marino cost himself a lot of money on, on that one. Um, it's tough. Yeah. So, something tells me he'll be all right, though. Yeah, I mean, he'll that's, be fine. Yeah, but still, it's just one of those things you could have had a lot more money on. Man, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Okay, have we figured out what was supposed to be funny about the women's score yet? No? No. Okay. No, I think it's just, like, Hey, an Arkansas basketball team is winning a game. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. 
Well, I was just wondering and making sure that we weren't missing them. something. As if I, if the score was 69 to 69 or something. That's okay, what that, I was that, thinking. That, I was thinking yeah. it was going to be that. I was like, okay. Michaela Daniels is hooping, though. She got 14 on 4 of 4 from 3. She's always hooping. And Sailor Poffenbarger, 12.7 boards. Yeah. Just Sailor Poffenbarger. <laughs> Shout out to Softball. They won their opener today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Saw cool. that. Saw that today, too. So yeah. uh, spring sports going well, except for one. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, Cool. <laughs> do we have a game on Saturday? We do. Ed Gummit. Yeah, we do have a game on Saturday. It's a home game, too. Hardwood Hogs we are back in action. Brought it up with eight minutes to go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Final show of the week. Yes, yeah, Arkansas does sums play basketball it up Saturday. right there. That's what is Because uh, it's is a 5 p.m. game? 5 p.m. Good. Saturday. I'm glad that it's at 5 p.m. This is the one the time that I am. launch party. Yep. Yeah. There's going to be a hangover central here, man. <laughs> People are just going to need all the liquid IVs getting crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, pretty, it's, it's pretty good. I'm glad it's in, and I'm glad we just now mentioned the Razorback basketball. Okay, John, so, I wanted to mention this. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's going to – I proposed this on the Pot at the Palace that will come out Friday. Um, we guessed each of us Devo's stat line okay. for Saturday – if somebody nails it, I'm going to send them a $15 seven brew gift card. So, so go somebody ahead. like in the, on the, in the audience or somebody like yeah, me? Somebody in, yeah, somebody in the audience or oh. if you nail it. I mean, I wrote Curtis's down too. So uh, hit me. So what, you just need the entire Point, step? Points, points rebounds, rebounds assists. assists, and then a tiebreaker might be minutes played. Okay. I'm going to say Devo gets 14 points. Oh, okay. And so this I think it might be leading scorer territory with 14. Yeah. I say 14 points. I'll say five rebounds, three assists, minutes played, 32. Bad boy. Because I feel like, well, I mean, what do they got to lose? Yeah. Throw Devo in there, see what happens. Yeah. You think I mean, he if, starts? If in, no, I don't think so. I think that they, because so they want. He'll be in there quick. Yeah. Because then once he runs to the scores table, everyone's like, hey, Devo, he's back. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll go with that. That's, yeah, a, good, that's anybody, a good question, though. Anybody wants to send their, their prediction, Matt Reese in for five, two, and three. I like it. Yeah. That's What'd good. you have? I think I had, to, I had seven, four, and three. I'm about to say, yeah. am, I the, am I the one that had yeah. the highest score? Yes. <laughs> points, points yeah. Total. I had definitely five you. points, four rebounds, one assist, and 21. But minutes. here's the thing. How about this? He gets eight of those 14 points on free throws. Because okay. he's going to be aggressive. He's be I mad. hope so. Yeah, I hope going so. at it. So yeah, we'll get some of those in. Yeah, there. we're just if to be clear, only points, rebounds, assists, and if you want to throw in minutes played, that could be potentially yeah. a tiebreaker. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could be totally wrong, but I feel like he's. I don't know. I just have a feeling that it's probably going to be one of those deals. He just goes out there and plays and stats stuffs and gets a lot of stuff in there and exercises some demons. Because I wanted, I should have gone back and seen what he did after his absence last year. Like, what was the next game? What is oh, what his stats look like? I can pull it. It'd be up. easy enough to find out. Yeah, because yeah. what was the, the game that he missed? He missed the Troy game right after they came back from Maui. Yeah, which is a really weird game. So the next <laughs> one must have been like he was did San Jose not score. State or something. He did not score that next game back. Had one assist or uh, one rebound, three assists, Ooh. one block. Mm. So he's due. How much did he play? Twenty-two minutes. He's due. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. He's due. He only Golly. took two shots. I just don't feel like he's going to be looking to take a bunch of shots. I don't know. If he gets – he, he he's so fed up with the team, as we know, he's probably like, all right, I'm taking over. You Dude, know? I like, would. 
this point a senior. Yeah, my dad know. is my dad is in the uh, in the running. He said four points, four points, one rebound, no assists, twelve minutes. <laughs> so you should you should have just my put out always some funny stats. <laughs> yeah, should put out some funny stats of like just uh, we don't care about any of that. Just give us turnovers and uh, like missed shots and like just all the negative stats. We were trying to guess his attire, like his accessories too. Um, or like his haircut. I, I think he's going to go, yeah, I think he's going to go short shorts with the tall socks okay. and maybe the uh, the upside-down headband yeah. look. Mm-hmm. So Okay. Yeah. Are the nails painted? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Any certain sure. color? Mm. Green. I was going to say green, yeah. Mm. Be Valentine's Day is coming, so I think probably maybe more of the pink and red. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, maybe so. You know, festive. Yeah. My dad sent another text, four turnovers. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I don't uh, think he's going to play that long. I, I hope that he does something of note. Me too. That's all I hope for, is that there's something of note. Well, we need something to talk about. So Yes. Yeah. Yes. Three Vo Devo back. Sure. What random stuff says. Yeah, sure. Yeah, three Vo Devo. Why not? So yeah, this, you can uh, sit, send those predictions to me or Curtis or John or whoever. We'll, yeah. we'll yeah, try we'll, to we'll find them We'll jot them down. Try to yeah. keep find record. Keep record at them. Um, I guess since we just got a couple minutes, do you guys think they win on Saturday? No. no. We're not doing a show tomorrow? No. No? Is it like close at least? I think we're both on the single digit loss train. Like maybe like the Kentucky game where it's like close and then at the end. Competitive, but they ice it with free throws type of deal, maybe. See that. Or dagger threes because it seems to be the. Yeah, they yeah. do give up threes a lot. They, they do. They do. That. They are really good at that. Really I think good we're both uh, operating from the same standpoint of like, what's their motivation to do this after yeah, the bye seriously. week? And then. Uh, to go back to the way you've nailed it lately is like, how do they start? Yep. Oh, yeah. You know, if Georgia if, hits two threes to start the game, like, it just should go if home. If Arkansas has a lead <laughs> at the under 16 timeout, Arkansas is winning the game. I'm going to just say, okay. Might be right. They're winning the game. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I mean, if they have a lead at the under 16 timeout, they will win the game. If they are down by more than six points at the under 16 timeout, cool. they're getting the doors blown off of yeah, them. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yep, That's the wrap. Like, beat traffic. Yeah, get 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 out, get you know, go home, go somewhere else, take the kids out, you know, don't get, tell the babysitter to go just home. Just get already. ready for your Super Bowl party. Yeah, just yeah. just change all ready for that and get ready for that because that's how I feel like it's all going to go down. But again, I, I hope that they, I hope that it has some sort of performance. And they've already played Georgia, and you know, Must in his record when he has four more days to prepare. But yeah, this team man. has made that stat utterly useless now. How many times have they actually had four days or more to prepare this, this year? Like they for had a game, it, they had it quite a bit um, in December. Yeah, because they had like a week before they played the. Uh, they had like three the games in three game. weeks too. It was weird. Yeah, then the Lipscomb game, and then between they Christmas had and Stanford, Duke, um, Furman, Oklahoma, Lipscomb. There was a there was a stretch in the schedule where like seven straight games were. After four days, yeah. So, so what is so? How many of those did they lose? Just Oklahoma. Um, let's see. Oklahoma, Auburn. Hmm. Um, that might be it. Yeah, that might be it. But it's just so they still got. That's a winning record. It feels like <laughs> there's so many more though. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, let's see. Hopefully Ram stuff says we haven't won a game when down in half, right? I don't think so. Probably not. I don't know. No. I don't think they have. I don't think that they were. Were they down at half against Stanford? Abilene Christian? No, no, they were. Who were they down? Were they down against that team that they exploded for like 58 points in the second half? Were they Wilmington? down in that game? 
Was it Wilmington? I think they were down in that one. I think it was Ab- like 28 Abilene. to 23. They were definitely down against Abilene, Abilene Christian at yeah. half. I think that's Crazy. what it was, yeah. And then they just came back yeah, and just like blew 30, it was like 35-28. Yeah, yeah it's, I think like Battle went for like 28 and Mark went for 25. And boy, those days. Seemed like just <laughs> like yeah, so back in far the days away. When the, when the fellows scored a little bit. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was just so <laughs> far away. But anyways, that's enough for us, folks. Hey, appreciate yep. everybody listening in and watching into the John Neighbors Show. Here live from United States Sports. Again, no show tomorrow, but be sure on Tuesday, if you're in the area, come to Fly Away right there in Fayetteville next to the mall on Zion. We're going to be doing a live show there from 4 to 6 p.m. It's going to be a really fun time, and we're going to be there. You're going to be there, and we're going to party it up. But for Curtis Wilkerson and Scotty Bordelin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel. Next Monday, have a great weekend, everybody, and we will see you then.